in three, two, one, and we're live. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? What we've got here is failure to communicate 60% of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul that's cute i remember when i had my first beer why so serious i am serious now don't call me stuff What's up, everybody? It's Friday night. It's the Dad's a Drink. We're back, and this week we got a guest. We're going to talk to a husband and wife paranormal group, and they investigate all over Texas. But this weekend, they're investigating the old Nazareth uh, Hospital in Mineral Wells, Texas. They have a tour set up for tomorrow night. I think they're still available to get some people in, but they made a special appearance tonight from the old Nazareth Hospital. So, without further ado, Jeff, let's bring them on. Guys, let's welcome Potter Paranormal to the show. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Great to be here. Well, we are so glad that you're here. Um, we are super excited about this tonight. And we want to um, just kind of go over... From the very beginning, we want to start with your history. We want to start with all the equipment that you use, where you guys are investigating, why you guys are investigating there, and then just talk about some of the inside stories that people may not know about. So let's start off. Eileen, where did you decide that you wanted to be in paranormal activity? Well, it's just something I've always been interested in. And Mineral Wells is a great place to kind of get your feet wet because it's full of paranormal. And um, the Nazareth Hospital is a perfect place to start. And I've only been in it like around a year. And um, my husband and I, we both love it. And so uh, that's what we've been doing for the last year. Now, Ken, uh, same kind of story for you. Yeah, mine goes back a little bit further. There's a, uh, a story. We, we moved here from Connecticut a little while ago, and um, we used to go through cemeteries, and I used to tell Eileen that there were, I was feeling spirits and stuff like that, and um, she would scoff at me and laugh. <laughs> so one day I pulled up in Lebanon, Connecticut. We pulled up into a, uh, into a cemetery, and it was ugly. It scared the life out of her. And from that point on, she uh, she didn't doubt when I told her that I had a feeling. So it, 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 it kind of we fell into the right place at the right time, if that makes sense. Now, did did either of you when you were um, when you were children or growing up or teenagers, were you into horror movies? Were you into paranormal then or did this come on kind of later in life as you became adults? And yeah, I mean, I think I've seen stuff. I uh I remember I was at my my grand my granddad died um, a really long time ago. Tells my age, but um and uh, and we were um, I was at a, a I was nine I think and I was at a camp over and I saw the the coffin floating across the lake and that was really my first experience with it 
Um, and from there, you know, I just noticed it through my 20s and 30s and stuff. And, uh, and uh, like I said, we, we kind of fell in the right place at the right time. And I said, you know what, let's give it a shot. So, so um, let me go ahead and add, oh, sorry, go ahead, Eileen. Well, that's okay. I was just going to say, I always was into this kind of stuff. Never did it as a child or a teenager or anything like that, but I always was interested in it. And so, yeah. yeah. So how long have you guys been married? Almost 13 years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We've been together what, almost 20. Yeah. I think it's really cool, no matter what it is, that married couples find something like anything in common like this and have a passion mm -hmm. for it. So I commend you guys on it. And I think that's a great model for a lot of people to follow. So um, that's really neat. I think uh, my wife and I would, uh, <laughs> we, I don't know if I could keep up with her. She, uh, she may, uh, and plus I'm kind of a scaredy cat. So some of this paranormal <laughs> stuff, uh, you, I, you know, I, I'm a skeptic. So I'm looking forward to hearing what, what you guys say. And I don't say that disrespectfully, but um I, I, I'm very interested in this and it's something that is fascinating, but uh, uh, hopefully you guys will scare me into, <laughs> scare me into a submission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll try. We'll yeah, try. That sounds like fun. <laughs> so is the old Nazareth, is that like your first, your only, or have you traveled around to a couple other places? That's just kind of your base of operations. Uh, well, we, um, we're our best friends um, run, Texas Scaregrounds, and I run the haunted house out of here in October. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was actually yeah. really neat over the summer to watch them take this place that was in the shambles and and actually really nasty uh, and put it together and then put that show on and watch what the spirits did as that all came about because it was different last June. It got different in September when they put power in. It got wow. really different in October when when we started running people through the building uh, and then it transitioned again through the winter. So this building, I mean, I, I consider it alive. Um, if you ask it, it'll tell you. It's wow. a, really an incredible place. We've done, we've been down in Glen Rose. We've been in some, we've been at several home uh, investigations and um, old jails. Yeah, we've done yeah. cemeteries. So we've been around North Texas. Um, and uh, we've been down to Fredericksburg, so okay. we're, 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 yeah, we're kind of spreading out. I, I think with the with the Civil War history here, um, I mean, it's just it's a really active place. Texas, yeah, in the in the country, just very active here. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So I want to kind of go in to talk about what you said in the beginning, where you said that. You'd been there in June and the place acted one way. And then mm -hmm. September when they came in to start setting things up and it acted differently. And then we move into October and then into the winter. So let's start with June. What do you mean by how the house acted at that time? This well, was last June. The, the, yeah, yeah, this was June of last year. Yeah, I mean, the, they, we, they had just opened up this building and it was, it was nasty. Um, so it had been abandoned, I mean, except for people breaking in and stuff like that, um, for a long, long time. So I, I think the spirits were kind of comfortable with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they kind of got poked. Yeah. And, up. and they poked back. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's, there's a couple of things that we saw early in the summer last year that we've been looking for now. 
that were there and, and kind of, yeah, kind of once the, once we moved into the noise starting and the power coming on have, have kind of quieted down and, and they're here because you can sense them and feel them here. They, they just seem like they, they don't, some like the noise and the activity and it seems like some of the entities don't, right. they, they tend to shy away from it. And so if, if I can interject sometimes, like if, when they're building the haunted house, to use an example, and they move a hallway or move some of the sets, then all of a sudden things can get stirred up. Hmm. And you can have a really active night if you're investigating. And it's just, you know, interesting. So well, speaking of Texas Scaregrounds, they came on here. They they want to tell you guys hello. So uh, I posted that on the screen. They're on here watching you guys oh, right now. Oh, hi, Texas Scaregrounds. Hey, hi, Sean and, Sean and Shane. Love you guys. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, so do you think these um, this activity at certain times of the year, do you think it's to do with all these additions? Or is there like a historic times of year that may cause these activities to increase or decrease? You know that's a that's a, a really good angle, and it's it's one that I've been. Now that we're getting into going into a second year, more months of it, okay. um, beginning to look at, and I'm really glad you said that because it's it's kind of I was penning some notes to myself as we were putting this you know the, the appearance together, and um, I, I don't know because it, it with the all the activity that was here when we were running the haunted when the haunted house was running. And then it got into the holidays. It did change Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. So, um, I mean, it, it got, it got it tended to get a little bit darker, maybe a little bit okay. more somber. Um, right. and, uh, and then it, it began to pick up again in the spring. Um, I mean, we've got entities of all types in here. And, and that brings me to my point. I think it depends on the entity. I think some of the children like to play. I think, some of the adults like to just be a pain in the neck. I think, <laughs> I, I think it depends. So uh, let me ask one more question and, and you, you can't hit on this, but so for me, um, things like this are, are scary. How, how do you know when a spirit has bad intentions it, or when, I don't know if you say peaceful or they're just, they're okay. just present because I think what scares so many people is evil and the bad intentions of spirits. Yeah. 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 I, I think, um, I think how you approach them, uh, has a, is, is huge. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we've had, we, we had some, some people come in, uh, after the haunted house, uh, we would come up for a couple of hours and, um, when you're going through three or four rooms and you're asking who's here and, and trying to garner information to see who's with you and they ask you, who are you? You know, it's kind yeah. of, oh, okay, so we are having a dialogue here. Okay. Um, and it, and it, it really makes it exciting because then you can try to piece together what's going on and, you know, and then start asking the right questions and bringing the right equipment out to see if you're, if you're really, if you're onto something or, or if it's just, because, I mean, they're, they're, you're going to get fault stuff. And um, I mean, that's what what the, the the new generation of equipment's about. Or some nights you might get nothing at all. Um, it, Although I, here, 
That yeah. rarely happens. Yeah, it, always <laughs> here, always. Never, we've never had no activity. It's always been something. Um, so once you, I mean, once you set the equipment up and, and how you do your investigation, I mean, if you're going to come pound in here with a Ouija board and mirrors and mm -hmm. try to open portals, okay, you're going to have something come through that you're not going to know what to do. We don't with. do nope. that. We don't really? play that. That's a big bucket of note for me, <laughs> too. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, that that would scare me. And uh, I've told my son, I was like, if you ever see a Ouija board, do nope. not. Yeah. Paranormal doesn't not play that. <laughs> yeah, no, just stay away from that stuff. So, it kind of building on your question, Jeff, because that was a, a great question about um, how do you know the difference between if they're good and bad? Um, I guess my question would be there's a lot of different reasons, or a lot of different people say why spirits are around. Do you guys have a a reason of why they may be around? Like, is it uh, they can't get on to the next part? They can't. Are they stuck? What what for people that don't do any of this kind of stuff? What is the reason or possible reasons that they're around? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. We, we hear that all the time when we have people come through and we uh, and we and we run the workshops and the classes. I mean, I think there's and you can only do it through through experience and through what other people have experienced. I mean. Tragic stuff, not done, still have things to go um, and things to do and say. Uh, uh, a tragic death maybe in here. And for whatever reason, they can't cross. They're not at peace. And, and maybe they'll never find peace and they'll just be here. Um, I mean, we've seen some entities that are able to move. And in here, we'll have some that were down in the basement. And lo and behold, they'll be back up on the fifth floor when we're up there two hours later. Um, and, and they'll let us know that it's them. And there's some places where we've actually seen the, uh, the entity stuck in that spot, you know, mm -hmm. and, and all you can do is ask and say, you know, what's going on? You know, why are you here? Can you leave? Do you want to leave? Is something holding you here? Well, and I was going to say that, and we've seen entities holding other entities down and mm -hmm. not letting them cross over. And there's, there's a couple in this building that are doing that. And oh, so, would really? those be considered the the darker <laughs> ones? Yes. Yeah, I would think so. And and I mean, it's it was I was in uh, one gentleman and I went downstairs about two weeks ago, and um, there's a, a maze that goes into what's the doll room in the uh, in the haunted house, and it's a very active room. We've had people get sick in there, um, actors, and um, and then we investigated in there. We had had a gentleman had to leave. He he wasn't feeling well. And um, this young man and I were down there and we started getting names and, and identifying who was there. And I went up into a hallway and I mean, I felt strange, um, goosebumps and, and felt like something was there. And, uh, and Tyler was asking it, is it dangerous for Ken to go in there? And it was telling us yes. Hmm. Okay. And we, we took out the, the, the SLS, the structured light sensor camera. And, um, and we found it. I mean, there was... There was an entity there and, and it was clear and it was um, it was strange. I mean, we asked it if it was holding it, if it was malevolent. And uh, it basically told us, yeah, you know, wow. we're going to mm -hmm. we're going to we're I'm going to poke you. You want to come and stay down here? Then we're going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to poke you like yeah. I'm poking them. Mm -hmm. 
So my, that gets me to this question. You said danger. Have you either one or individually, or I guess collectively, have you felt in danger like your life might be in danger over any of this? Ever? I haven't. I haven't. I have two times. Um, and, um, and in all actuality, uh, I'm an R, I'm a registered nurse and mm -hmm. we, um, we were out with a team and it, it was very interesting. And one I of the, I know what you're going to, I know the story. And one of the, <laughs> one of the teammate, the team members yep. on that team was, was literally being choked. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. and it was as an RN, I wanted to go help, but yeah. there was nothing choking her. But yeah. she was being choked, if you if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. There was no hand, there was no and nothing. I, and I was sitting right next to her. Right. And, they, they, were yeah. do, they were doing a spirit session. They were asking questions. And um, I mean, we we had to we had to leave. I that to go back upstairs was very interesting trip for me. Yeah. You know, I um, I loaded myself up with as much stuff as I could. Um, I, I mean, I put um, I, I went up with the cameras and um, I went up with uh, recorders. Let me see if I can catch something, hear something. But I was tentative. That and it's it's one of the few times. And one time was in here. Um, and it, actually, it wasn't here. It was home. I had walked up a hallway with a with a recorder. Uh, we were here on a Saturday night and um, Tuesday I was sitting out on the deck sunning and I was listening to it and what I heard over it scared the life out of me. Mm -hmm. It was just, there was nothing. It was just, and then all of a sudden, clear as day, there was a girl's voice saying, hi, they're going to see us. And I just kept playing it over and over and over and that's what it was saying. And that was the only thing on this recorder. It was about 45 minutes worth of, of tape time. Yeah. And every time, I, and we're in that hallway actually right now. Oh, great. It, it, was, the, awesome. it was the hallway. It was the, we're in the room in the hallway where we are right now. So, so you um, put everyone in danger. Great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what I'm, I guess we've talked about, you know, where you're at. Can you guys tell us more of the history what type of yeah. hospital this was because we, we've talked about rooms and stuff, but let's try to give everyone the big picture here and, and, and do your best you can to, to really give us what the history of this place is and why. He's good at that. Yeah. This, <laughs> this building is super shrouded in mystery. Yes, um, it is. There is very little uh, information uh, about the hospital. Um, yeah. It appears as though it was built by the crazy water company. Um, and, and if you know the history of the crazy water, uh, all the people flocked here in the uh, teens and 20s to get healed and saved by the water. And folks, lithium will do a great job on the right person. It really, it really will. Right. It doesn't work on everybody. And, uh, and I think a lot of those folks kind of got stuck here. Oh. But um, it appears that they, they needed a building. There is no land record. Of it, right. of it being built, um, just to mention that the Crazy Water Company built it, and then the Archdiocese back uh, back then uh, in 1931, it was the Archdiocese of Dallas and Fort Worth uh, came in and bought the building and made it a hospital. Now, when you read the history of it, it's like it transitioned from one hospital to another one, but right. there's really there's no definitive fact that that states that this building was built as a hospital. 
So, I mean, the uh, the archdiocese took it over, and um, they basically they opened it up. They had, I believe, 12 doctors, uh, a handful of nurses. Most of the clientele was, was handled free. Um, so they weren't here to make a lot of money. Um, their equipment was old because they had to make it stretch. Um, they did have a, um, a sanitarium that was downstairs, and, and I believe the original wrought iron door is still there. So can I interrupt for just one second? So one thing about it being a hospital with not a lot of money is they, and correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't change the sheets a lot and things like that. Yeah. So after people passed... Things weren't cleaned well, and so even more people died. And yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of. There know, was a lot of bad uh, medical bad practice. Death. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. May, yeah. may create some of the people uh, were so uncomfortable, and it was like one person to the next. Maybe that's what kept people there. You know, that's a. Exactly. A lot was, of. That would be an assumption. Unnecessary, unnecessary death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't think that they did it on purpose. Right. I just I just think that they were trying to to help their community and I mean do it the best that they could. Um and then eventually the the sanitarium ended up becoming the ER. Evidently they held TB folks down there and and if you know anything about that disease that's a that's a huge respiratory disease that spreads uh and usually causes a lot of death. Um and they ran it up until the, uh, up until I believe around 70 or so. Um, the, the story is, is that the, um, they outgrew here and moved over to the Crazy Water Hotel uh, right. while they were building a new hospital, uh, which is now Palo Pinto General Hospital. Um, and so they transitioned from this building over to the Crazy Water Hotel and then into what became the Palo Pinto Hospital. Um, the one thing that they were noted for is, is that they had a, uh, um, an x-ray machine and it was one of the only ones that was out in the countryside, I guess for a better way of saying it. So they were doing, um, they were doing radiology here. Um, we don't know to what degree, I mean, we go up with, um, with EMF meters and, and stuff like that. And we try to look for radiation. I mean, I haven't noticed a big spike or anything like that, but an old day uh, radiology machine to take x-rays, I mean, had to put out a pretty tremendous amount of power. So, I mean, there was state of the art and cutting edge things going on here. And I mean, that's always controversial, even in today's day and age. Well, what's so great about this place to me, and, and when you talk about the history, I spent like two days trying to find history and it was all scattered and people argued about what the history was. What's so great though, and what shrouds it in mystery and makes it like the best place to do paranormal investigations is there's no record of it. So this is like a movie where a building just appears. Um, it's yep. full of spirits. Now uh, it had a sanitarium in it. And when um, the diocese bought it, there was actually nuns living on the top floor. That was a, a, like a nunnery up there. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Like, maybe is that why the top floor is creep? Like, maybe creepier? I, I don't know. That's where the staff lived, right? I mean, yes. there's a there's yes. a there's a story that a nun died up there, and it wasn't the but, most pleasant ones. I mean, and and I think old buildings like this and hospitals have stories like that. 
uh, it's a really spooky floor. Hmm. I mean, yeah. you, walk on, yeah. you walk onto that floor and it's heavy. It's you, you, everybody that has walked onto that floor. That's where we have to bring Jeff. Yeah. I might have to hold DJ's hand, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you something. When you say when you go up on that floor and it's heavy, yeah. yes. do you mean like somber or like where it gets visibly cold and you feel it? What, what do you mean by heavy when you go out on that floor? Um, Go ahead, you, you, because we probably have a different definition, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. Because everybody's thought process is going to feel differently. Yeah. When I, when I say heavy, I feel like a sadness. That's okay. what I think of as heavy, like just like a heavy heart kind of feeling. Um, I feel sadness in this hospital. That's what I feel when I come in here. Yeah, that, that floor, um, Couple of the rooms down in the basement in the sanitarium, I feel malevolence. To me, it isn't nice. I mean, it's just, and that's just the feeling that I get. And I mean, as I'm as I'm questioning, I'm I'm a the historian in a paranormal group is the most important person. You have to know what you're going into. All right, and right. I don't like to know the history. I like to go in with a blank. I mean, I've watched. I've watched folks do, um, hey, Billy, are you here? Billy, are you bad? Billy, did you kill people? You know, and um, yeah. and I like to have Billy tell me Billy's here, if that, make, <laughs> yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. So, um, I mean, when I feel a heaviness like that, usually I'm feeling an entity that's that's that in my mind isn't going to be the friendliest. It's, it's going to be I'm going to be getting some some pretty interesting stuff on the Avalis and, um, and, and I'm probably going to get something on the, uh, the light sensor camera. Well, and I think because there've been so many people through these doors of the Nazareth, that's why everybody can feel something different because there's been so many people through here and had so many different experiences. So Ken's experience could be different than mine, could be different from yours, you know, because so many people have, you know, pass through these doors. So we, Jeff, if I could, yeah. we've talked a lot about how we feel and things like that. And you've said that you've asked if, if spirits are around or why they're there. I know that you guys in talking to me and Jeff the other night, you guys have a lot of equipment. Can we start going mm -hmm. over maybe some of the equipment that you use so we can kind of understand, yeah. okay, this is what we're doing. And because the only ghost tour I've ever been on, I told you guys, was in Eureka Springs, and they don't give you anything. They just walk you through the building, tell you, this is what happened here, this is what happened here. Uh, do you feel anything? Take some pictures. You get to see some orbs, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the uh, first and foremost, I don't know if you guys, honey, move over a little bit. Um, this is our array. This is our bank of eyes. Yes. Um, wow. And and it's 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 important. Um, I mean, and, and everybody will laugh. Oh, look at the paranormal investigators um, looking at the uh, yep. Oh, looking at the uh, looking at the orbs and and, and going uh, and getting all excited. Uh, it's an important piece. Um, I mean, if if the team's out investigating, um, and and we've got something like we've got something like the uh, like a REM pod out. Okay, now I can't see that. 
You got to hold it up to the camera. Okay. Now what this is going to do. Okay. This is going. This is going to pick up something brushing by it. Okay. Okay. So you let this set, and you just leave it. Now you watch it in the camera, and what you're looking for is it to start going off. Okay. Okay. And then team is going to go up there, and um. With something like dowsing rods, honey, go ahead and take those out. Okay, well, first, can we just tell them that these are all on the floors of the Nazareth? Yep, yeah, this is the, the whole inside and outside, actually. This is really loud. <laughs> it has seven, seven floors, right? Yeah, it's got six floors. The upper floor, um, which they say used to be where the priests were until I moved into the house out back, um, they eventually, when they put the elevator in, um, that it's the the... Mechanical housing okay. for the actual for the actual elevator itself. All right. Um, it's actually right, right here. Let me. Uh, I'll bring your screen that. up. Hold on for just a second. Keep pointing at it. Oh, All yeah. Right. Perfect. Can you see it? Yeah, we can see it. I brought you up on the bigger screen, so. Yeah. yeah. Keep talking. Man. All right. So that that's it upstairs. And um, I mean, it's open. It's pretty cool up there because you're up on up on the top of the city, mm -hmm. and um, and we do get activity up there also. So I mean, as your team's going out and investigating, so you've got you've got somebody downstairs. You're going to be um, hooked up with microphones and and walkie-talkies so that you can, you know what? You're not going to if somebody's up on the sixth floor and stuff's going on on the fourth floor, then you're going to um, then you're going to want to move the people around. You know, you want to get to where where you're getting activity. Um, these are dowsing rods, and I have um, LED light up ones so that when we're in a place that's in the dark, um, we can see them. And they, I have them so that you know we cross. Well, I don't do it, but they do it. What? Cross crossing for yes and staying still for no and you know I set them in a um you know I just hold them like this and I ask questions I don't I don't move them myself it's actually a two piece apparatus that you can't move with your no. hands yeah I don't they're they're Those separate like from the handle so I don't move tools. them and I just ask yes or no questions. And it moves on its own, and well, it's doing it because it's on the fan right now. But um, I ask yes or no questions, and it crosses for yes, and stays still for no, and um, yeah, but it's moving because of the fan. Okay, I can I can ask it. A All right, yeah. let's go. Here we go. Stay straight. We'll see if it's anybody. Is anybody here with us right now? Cross for yes. Ooh. Oh, look at that. It crossed. Uncross, please. Ask them if they like DJ. Uncross, please. Are you a child? Ooh, creepy. It's a child. I always seem to get children. Yes. Children always talk to me. I'm a preschool teacher and they just come to me, which is fine. 
So what we're doing, what we're accomplishing there with the yes and no question is, is okay, we've say we've got some activity on the REM pod. Now we're going to go in and investigate, see if we can find out who, what, why, when, where, um, stuck there, not stuck there. So that becomes a like a spirit session. Um, we're going to start asking the questions and seeing if you can get a name, if if they're if they're an adult, a child, if they're nice or if they're bad. I mean, it's you just ask it questions. I mean, it's just like meeting somebody new on the street. Okay. This so we see you called, have a, a teddy bear. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, we do. This is called a boo bear, and I just turned it Jeff on. Jeff would probably have to hold that during the entire tour. <laughs> yes, <as well. laughs> you can. <laughs> and can you can explain this? So we would. This is called a, actually a trigger object, and um, it it children seem to like this probably because it's just a bear and. Yeah, as you touch it, it lights as up. As you touch it, it'll light up. So if um, a spirit wants to come and you ask, you know, is there anybody in the room? And the um, they'll come and touch it. And, it. and there's different colors in here. And it'll light up. I think it's red and yellow mm -hmm. in there. Yep. Red and yellow. So it may just be one color or it may be all of the colors. And so... Depends on how much energy they're, yep. they're emitting. I mean, the, the theory behind it is that they're, it's electromagnetic energy. Mm -hmm. um, they are on radio frequency, and that's how we tend to talk to them through spirit boxes and portals and things like that. I mean, these guys started experimenting with that stuff in the 80s and 90s. And I'll tell you, it, you read about it, and, and there's some things I, I laughed at mm -hmm. until I had it in my hand. And yeah. it becomes totally different. When you're there experiencing it and you're feeling it, it uh, it completely changes your mind. Yeah. So it's 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 very cool in that way. This is a yeah. This is a simple EMF meter. Okay. Electromagnetic field. Yep. <laughs> Look and at the big brain on Jeff. Yep. <laughs> Boom! He got. Ooh, see, yeah. so we're loaded in here because we've got. We've got you guys, we've got fans on and lights and stuff like that. Right. This is another yes and no device. Um, and and some people tend to not use these. I think it's really effective because if you run this, this particular tool on the wall, you can find where the electricity is. And if you're 40 feet away from that, it's not electricity. Okay, right. so, it, so that's how you begin to narrow down. Do I have something real here? Um, in, 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 in an unnatural realm, or am I being spooked by the building, the house, um, somebody's radio downstairs? I mean, there's a lot of different factors that'll make the electronics uh, go off. Yep. This is an obelisk, and it, well, let me put it on. This is a very cool device. This, this is one of my favorites, and it, words come up on the screen, and so uh, spirits or entities can speak through the obelisk. And it, you can ask it questions, and it can answer through the words on the screen. And it, it is freaky sometimes because when it, oh, it just said afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, you guys. It's okay. It's okay. I, I think it's talking to Jeff. <laughs> and these um, 
carry a lot of credibility. The yes. obvious, it's a it's a it's a tool that some of the 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 guys that have been doing this for. 20 and 30 and some 40 they years, um, they all use this tool. I mean, it's it's got nine or 10 different functions. It'll show you the, the electric magnet, the electromagnetic around you, all of that stuff. I mean, and you can't focus on that, all of that. I mean, if you most paranormal teams or investigators will say the most important piece of equipment in the room is the investigator. Right. They, they, it's the investigator. Because so, you could you could take ten thousand dollars worth of equipment into a room, and you know what, dude, it could be sitting on your shoulder, and you don't even know it's there. I, it, it's it's about tapping into the energy that's there too. Just a good old fashioned mini micro mini uh, recorder. Right. Priceless. They're priceless. Fifteen so, bucks. They're what priceless. I ask you guys, Ken, and I, is so you know you have orbs and you have these things a lot of this is um you feel it you sense it um you can record it but what can you see to me i think that i mean to actually see a a, a spirit or a you know you know like movies it's like there's so yeah. many generic oh it's this it looks like a person but they're like uh a trans you know translucent mm -hmm. or it's like a uh oh gosh what do you call that a uh, some different names for it, but can you t explain like what you see sometimes and how crazy it might get? Holograms well, what I was talking about. Sorry, hologram. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, when you see a, when you have a, a full spectrum camera, okay, um, that's letting in all spectrum of light, and a human walks through the picture and it lights up like a billboard. And all of a sudden, you have a black thing move through your frame. Hmm. Okay? You have to go back and look at that. And you go, what is that? Okay? And that's happened on several occasions. Um, or a grid. Or a grid. Okay? You can get the get the shape on the grid. I mean, the structured light sensor is, is about, it puts stick figure together. Um and you got to be careful with that. You have to know how to use that camera effectively. But um, so that's what we're looking for is, I, I mean, I personally, I like to have conversation. And in this particular building, I talk to the building and let whoever's here talk back to me. It's just the way that, that I've patterned myself here over the last year or so. And I, for me, I get great results. Um, so... I mean, we'll use a heat camera, and if you guys have ever used the flare camera, your heat's always red, um, and then as it gets cooler, it turns blue, and you find something that's jet black. Okay, now the theory behind that is that there was never life in that. Okay, oh. and, and we've seen that a couple okay, of times. Okay, well, let's, hold on. Let, let me stop you right there real quick. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. What do you mean there was never life in that? That, that is believed by most paranormal investigators and enthusiast folks that that may be something that came through a portal that may not be of this world. Um, we talked about the Ouija board. I mean, the, 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 the actuality behind the Ouija board is that it opens a door to a different dimension. I mean, this is, this is stuff, it's all theoretical. Um, 
Yes, but again, we don't use Ouija boards. Right, right. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, mirrors are huge. Okay, I mean, and everybody knows the folklore, folklore around mirrors. You don't break them. You put them in different places and stuff like that. Um, I've read and and I believe that mirrors can be a portal to to letting entities that weren't born here um, here to do whatever they do. I mean, guys, there's good and evil. There is. There just there just is. I mean, the universe, the world is way bigger than us. I mean, it, it kind of gets out there a little bit if you think about it. But I mean, how else do you explain it? Right. And when you and when you see it, you know, and and you've got goosebumps and the hair standing up on the back of your neck, and it's twenty five degrees colder than it was four seconds ago, and you just want to leave, you know it's there. I mean, it it lets you know it's there if it mm. wants to let you know it's there. Well, did you show the Melmeter camera with the You know, so it's um that, that's why the investigator is important. I mean, we've we've had a spirit in this building call somebody out and that person turned around and walked away and went and took a break. And we were looking at each other going, dude, where are you going, man? I mean, it just called you out. And um, I, I mean, and everybody investigates different, you know, and their, their thought process is different. So I, I want to, I don't want to make light of the subject, but I, I want to ask a question. Everybody's seen the movie Ghostbusters. Yep. You, you, you just showed us all the equipment. So how much of, of course it's a movie, but how much of that stuff is actually stuff that you guys would use? I know it'll look different and things like that, but is that, is the movie kind of close or not close or? Yeah, no, it's fiction. <laughs> we use yeah. all of this. Yeah. We... I mean, there's, there's no plasma guns and, 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 and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty well known that, that we're dealing with electromagnetic energy. Um, and, and the movie touched on that. I mean, they just, they just made it futuristic, absolutely. And, and, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, I think to make it interesting and to make it fun. Um, I mean, I guess you could theoretically, there's, there's some similarity to it, but I don't think we're, we're anywhere near trapping them up and putting them into a canister. And, and that was kind of my, that was kind of the point of my question. Like, because you said there that you've run across spirits that have held other spirits down and stuff. Like, is there anything, I'm trying to think how to say this. Is there anything where if you see that, that you can help free that other spirit or oh, yeah. anything? Okay. So let, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, I mean, I think a, a general, pra I mean, you, you've got a, another movie that was, that was actually pretty good. Uh, called the Exorcist. Um, we don't do that. <laughs> about 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 possession and, and and what they do about possession. I mean, it, that's a viable solution for some people. That's the direction that they go in. Um, saging, holy water. Um, ask it. We don't perform exorcisms. No, we don't do exorcisms. <laughs> um, I mean, simply ask it. We we control our realm. And um, it, you would be amazed, and I've seen it happen in people's homes, where they've just asked it to stop and leave, and it yes. did. Yes. You know, so they, have control over that. I mean, I think we make I think we make the spirit just as uncomfortable as the spirit tends to make us. Okay. I, yes. I, 
I can understand. It's almost like, you know, people say that dogs can sense things or certain animals can sense things and yeah. they actually, you know, feed off how you are and your energy. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I can see some of that, but w- here's what I'd like to get to is we talk about spirits and entities. So, I mean, I'm a Christian. I, I try to look at biblical stuff and you have, you have demons, you have the devil, you have mm-hmm. angels. So I think the difference is we're talking about spirits and entities. We're not talking about like a demonic creature of some sort, right? Or are we? Possibly. We are. Yeah, we are. Okay, that's messed that, up. That's <laughs> that's the, the what, that's the black entity that I was talking about that comes really? through that comes through a portal. So this yeah. other probably from a portal, whatever. This might be a de- de- demonic it could be. type, which you know, that's where you talk about Ouija boards. You may welcome all these in, and and to me, the what thing I would be so probably frightened of is I don't want this demon following me home. Like, no. <laughs> stay there, right? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, dozens of times I've been in this building. We're sitting in this building. I will do the same thing when I leave this building tonight that I do every time I leave this building. And in the in the in, in the Lord Jesus's name, I ask that spirit to stay here and not come with me. You know what, guys? I will come back. You know what? We can have a great conversation Tuesday. Um, yeah. But I really don't want you to be talking to me an hour and a half from now when I'm in a bubble bath. You know, you know, one of those one of those kinds of deals because we've been crawling around in dirt and dank for for six and a half hours trying to find out who the heck you are. You know, one of those kind of deals. So, yeah, it's 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 hard to take in when you first when we're talking about it. And and I know, Jeff, you said you're skeptical. Um, Texas Scaregrounds was skeptical. I would be curious to ask them now if well, they're on they here, believe, so ask them. Yeah, hey guys, do, are there entities in this building? So you know, I say I'm skeptical because I'm probably scared and frightened, and I know there's something there. Not skeptical, like I'm not. I'm like, hey, if I act as though I'm skeptical, maybe this stuff won't be as scary. You know, <laughs> you know, you gotta play mind games with yourself. Yeah, but no, the guy downstairs. He's going to be all up on you. No. You see how that? You see that? No. You can go both Honestly, ways. Honestly, I would be, I would, I'm not going to be as good as I think. I, I, I would be, I think I'd do okay in this. And I don't You'd think be I'd great. I, I, I'm kind of giving myself a hard time. I like to bash myself a little bit, but uh, no, I, I would love to come out there and let you guys show us. And I, I really would, uh, DJ. You guys have, you're coming. I mean, it's, it's, I'll come and pick you up. We're not- <laughs> hey, well, I, I don't live far away. I'm I'm in Saginaw, so I'm not far away from you guys. No, you're not. No, no you're, you're way closer than you think you are. Right. So let me no, ask you, you guys, guys a question have an real open quick. Invitation. No, no doubt about it. I mean, it's a uh, it's a real good time. It's it's a lot of fun. It's work, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Talking about what Jeff said about where he doesn't want something following him home. That's what I was going to ask you. So. When you look at the history of mineral wells or you look at mineral wells right now, you see that there are a lot of places there. You have the Hill House, you have the Baker Hotel, you have the Nazareth Hospital. You have all these different places that are quote unquote haunted or paranormal activity goes on at them. Right. Could there be people at the hospital from the Baker, uh, from the Hill House? Can they move like that or... Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can they go from yeah, place I, to place? I, I mean, we don't know. 
I, I, I can't answer that question. No. Um, um, I mean, we have been in contact. We were going in for, for um, a, a woman took a doll in for her child and then started seeing orbs on her security cameras. And, um, and we went in and looked. And I mean, several times they went to that property and that property had civil war stuff on it. Hmm. So hmm. everybody, I mean, I, I work with a doc that, that has told me that he goes, man, you do, you hunt ghosts. Our house had a ghost. He told me its name and they want to sell it. They're remodeling it. And I looked at him and I said, doc, you're not getting rid of it. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's just going to be a brand new house with Joe in it still. I mean, right. so, and, and he, he laughed. He said, yeah, we kind of know that. He said, we kind of miss it in the new house. But so some people embrace it and some people don't want it. But right. is there a difference between the people that embrace it and the people that don't want it? Could you, let's say that you don't want it. Okay. Yeah. The spirit never meant to be, you know, bad to you or anything. Could that change? I know it's going to sound crazy. Could that change the dyna the dynamic of it? Yes. To where it didn't mind you both being there, but now that you don't want it there, now it's going to be a problem. It, it can. It can. I, I mean, there. Why not? You. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, if if you're if you're if you're dealing with an with a, with an entity that that's no longer here. I mean, it had a personality, he or she, um, and I mean, they're playing with, is it carried over? So if they were a mean, rotten murderer here, they're going to be a mean, rotten murderer as a ghost, too. I mean, I don't know about that. Um, I, can it happen? Did I have somebody in a courthouse a little bit south of here answer a question saying that, that he wanted to kill the two people that were investigating in the jail that night. I mean, clear as day. And it, it's kind of spooky. You know, yeah. it, was a bad, it was a bad person in a bad place that died a bad way. I mean, do you, you don't become um, like little orphan Annie from that. I mean, I, I think that, I think that carries with you. And I just saw somebody on the screen said that they believed in spirits travel. I believe that they can too. So, yeah, are there spirits that were maybe at the baker up in here? There could be. I mean, it's, it's, we don't know. Right. Um, read that, Ken. Shauna said that they have something attached to one of their props. And every time they move their props, it comes with them. It comes with them. Yeah. And that's true. I forgot about that. Right. So it's, yeah. a, it's, so it's attached to the, it's attached to that particular prop. Absolutely. So, so when I when I go, you know, like D, uh, DJ said, it's hard to find history, and then you don't know. So this one, I, I've, I'm on the portal of Texas history, and it it talks about 1931 how um, there were a staff of six sisters, which I think six is a bad number, and um, <laughs> and they admitted 304 patients, 30 percent were paying patients, 23 percent right. were partials, and 47 percent were charity cases. And yep. then there were eight neonites, Nates, which it's basically a four week, a, a baby four weeks or less. Right. And then it said it expanded. And then basically they admitted 649 patients, which 66, bad number, 
were yep. neonates. 53 and 3% paid their way. Another 17 partial, and then 29% were charity cases. And then it kind of goes on and on. What I find interesting in how you talk about activity and how often it's there, it talks about their their shifts. The hospital ran on three eight-hour shifts, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Right. I think that's no uh, no coincidence. And it also said the equipment they had uh, were used three times longer than usual because yeah. their expense. Right. Right. Everything y'all are talking about. I mean, I, I, I'm, now that I'm an expert, um, <laughs> it kind of sounds yeah. eerily. Uh, it kind of falls in line. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Now, now I'll I'll take the the there's there's three don'ts as a paranormal investigator. Okay, number one, you don't investigate your own house. All right, <laughs> you leave that alone. If they're there, God bless them. You don't need to know, right? You, right. You don't need to know, <laughs> right? Um, professional. Okay, I'm a professional investigator Ooh. until you're walking down a hallway and something goes boo and the four letter words that come out of your mouth make you <laughs> not a professional <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's uh, right, but <laughs> usually has a few other letters than that. I mean, and there is no such thing as an expert. Now, you talked about some of the TV shows and things like that. When I see a moniker underneath that name that says expert, click, I'm putting the game on. It, right. Because there is no such thing as an expert. There's four people here. You could be watching something over our shoulder that we could be hearing. All right. And the four of us are going to see something different. All right. When we talk about it, we might come to a consensus. But to, to, to say I'm a professional expert, no, we're enthusiasts. And, and yeah, we take it seriously. Um, and, and we... We try to help people and 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 alleviate some of the challenges that they have in their homes and with their families and stuff like that. And have fun. <laughs> and, and have fun doing it. Um, so there's a there's a fine line there, and 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 I get it. You mentioned that earlier about the TV shows, and I mean how they get to pull up in the van and and just you know come out with the music blaring and thirty second snippets. I mean it's it, it it's not all that glamorous, no. but it's um. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. So what I want to do uh, with everybody watching, if anybody has any questions, do you guys mind answering them? Like while we're talking, if just anyone puts a question in. Uh, Another thing that that I wanted to talk about with you guys was that – that place being the one that you've investigated the most, you've investigated other places. What is the, and I told you guys to think of this the other night, what's the scariest thing that has happened to you each, you know, separate stories at that location? I could tell you what mine was. And that was probably here. And it was probably right outside of this room I'm sitting in now. Um, Shane and Shauna had a, a big, you know what story I'm going to tell, had a big horse prop and Ken had the SLS camera and he had a big stick figure that was sitting on a chair, okay, on his SLS camera. And we wanted to see if it would move. So we said, asked it, can you move? So now this is just an entity on his SLS camera and it comes up on the camera as, you know, like a stick figure. And we said, can you sit up onto the horse? 
And this stick figure entity got up, moved over onto this horse, and I was just like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll be going down the hall now. <laughs> it was just like, I think that was the first time that I had ever gotten um, a response, a direct response to a direct question that I asked um, an entity, you know, and it, it floored me. That was pretty scary to me. Yeah, it was scary to me, and I was sitting here listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, um, I actually kind of touched on, on mine earlier. Um, we had a group of people come in, and it, it started out kind of interesting because we had a couple of guys that were, were out in the lobby. There was 20-some-odd folks, um, and we were only able to go downstairs because that's all that was actually open. Um, and um, these guys were telling everybody that was there, uh, there's no such thing as ghosts. This is fake. It's phony, this, that, and the other thing. And um, we go downstairs and... 45 seconds into into the doll room, and, and my story's about the doll room. Um, boom, the stick figure comes up on the SLS, and these two dudes are over my shoulder. And the guy, one of the guys goes, what's that? And everybody else in the room goes, a ghost. And uh, these two dudes, man, pew, were gone. They were, they were just, they were gone. Even the security guard on the stairs said they didn't see anything. They just felt there. So we were down in this room and um, two people had gotten sick. And it's probably one of the only times that, that I can say that I felt nauseous. And um, it was the same room that I was in a couple of weeks ago in the same place. And I know now dealing with this, probably the same entity. Okay. And we walked up out of that room and I came upstairs and, and I just felt something on my back. And that's when I looked down at the ovulus and it asked me, who are you? And that was the first time that this building directly asked me a question. Who are you? Because we've been running around asking everything in sight. Who are you? And it changed my thought process about coming into the building. I mean, after that, I feel like when I pull up, I'm being looked at every time I walk in. And it was from that one single night and that one question on the, uh, on the, on the, on the ovulus. Who are you? That to me meant that something was now watching me. And it, did uh, you, go ahead. Did you answer? Yeah. I would have said, my name is Jeff. I live in Saginaw. <laughs> I told her my name is Ken and I've been searching you out all night. And when I left, um, I did my, my typical ritual. And the next time I came back in, I walked in and just went, I'm back. It's Ken. Hello. Come and talk to me. We'll be down in seven hours and embraced it. So do you guys believe reincarnation exists and how would it influence spirits? I think spirits yeah. continue. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm a, Absolutely. I, I'm a believer in dust to dust, um, that it's neither created nor destroyed. Uh, well, I guess that would be the ultimate purgatory, right? That 
that you never, you just go from like, what if you just went from one ghostly body to the next, a person that died to the <laughs> next person. I mean, that, that would be, that would, that would be pure hell, not just hell. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. You're going nowhere except to the next dead body. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard people say, you know what, it was their time. God needed them. Um, and, and, and I think to a degree, I, 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 I'll go along with that. Um, I mean, it, I'm not 20, so I've lived a little bit of life. Have I met people in my life that were the same person three different times? Yeah, I have. It was the same guy, I'm telling you. And it, it, actually, it's been two women, too. Um, wow. It's the same person. I look at this person and I go, man, I know this person. And it may be right there or, or a few days later. One was probably five or six months later. I said, son of a gun, I know who that was. And it, yeah, so it's, do, do we move around? I, I, think, I think there's a way for us to do that. Yeah. Now, do I think we come back as a rock? I don't know. That one, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that would suck. So, yeah. <laughs> so are there, so, you know, you're doing this investigation and you're going about it. What are some key questions you guys always try to ask, or is there like a book kind of a, a, a protocol to follow to kind of get you to these other questions? Or are, are there some key questions you guys ask that are key when you're investigating? Like I said, I, um, I like to go, I like to go into an investigation blind. Okay. 100% blind. When the, the, the less sorry. I know, sorry, the less I know, the happier I am. Okay. okay. And then I'm going to begin to conduct myself based on the team I'm working with um, and what we're looking to accomplish. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to go on, I'm going to move that way. Okay. And I'm going to, if I sense and pick up something, I'm going to try to find out who it is. Are you here? or Are you not here? Um, are you male or female? Are you adult? Are you child? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess there's not a script, but um, I mean, there there is a way of trying to drill down and get to where you're going. Now, some investigations, the person is very clear about who we're looking for. We're looking for Susie, who's been playing with the clock in the living room for the last four years, and they're tired of it and they want Susie gone. So that we're going to go in a little different. Does that make sense? It does, you know, because now you're now you're attempting to to tap into one entity that the either the owner or the business owner, whoever um, believes is there. So you're going to you're going to go that way. They might have called this this entity Susie for four years and it could keep telling you it's Bill. <laughs> now, who do you believe? <laughs> you know, it's so it's um, it, it's about I think it's about drilling down to get to where you're looking to go. So now when I go back downstairs tomorrow night, okay, I'm working in that room tomorrow night and we're going to do a little, a little uh, SLS down there. I'm specifically looking for this guy, you know, I'm going to poke the bear and let, 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 let the bear come out because that'll be a great, that'll be a great, um, and I'm not saying provoke it, because I would never do that. I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. So, I mean, I want to respect the folks that are here too. But um, I'm going to see if it's there. 
And, and it could be a great experience, a great learning experience for folks that have done some investigating or no investigating. Because that's really what we're here to do is not only find out what's in the building and what's in the house. We're, if, if folks are, are coming to learn how to do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna let them soak it up like a sponge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer as much as I can. I don't know everything. Nobody does. But man, we're gonna we're gonna drill. I'm gonna let them have a personality in it. I enjoy that to the max. I have I mean, when there's three or four people that are that are customers or clients in the building, and they're into it, man, and they've got the meters up and they're asking questions. I I I like to just stand back and watch. Guide them through it. Let them uh, let them have the experience. So you guys sent me some pictures. If we can go over those real quick, and you can just kind of explain what's going on in those pictures. So let me bring them up real quick. All right. So this one we have right here. You have arrows pointing. So if you can. Tell the people that are watching those are what. The orbs. Yeah, can you make those a little smaller? I, I can't. That's about as big as I can make it. They're orbs. I can't see the orb part. So you have an orb right here uh, um, at the top. I can't top. see where the arrow is pointing to, but those are orbs. Yeah, right, right. So and those are those are those are consecutive those are consecutive pictures and these are actually really good those are actually really good pictures Dustin because you saw somebody there with the EMF meter okay and then and then you've got somebody taking a picture so now they've got a still photo of what they believe is an entity in the room and a piece of electronic equipment that's in the room with it also so that's okay. how you're looking to see if there's something there so okay. picture taking is is vital so what's the difference? Of course, the difference in video and still photography is you get movement, you get motion and stuff. But is there a better? Is it better to do video? Is it better to do still? Is What would be the best way to capture what you're trying to find? I mean, you, you asked earlier about um, seeing. What do you see? What are you looking for? Right. I mean, if you've got video that you can drill down frame by frame, that's the best of both worlds right there. I mean, you just go frame by frame and you get a still because what you're looking for, you're looking for a shape, you're looking for a face, you're looking for a body, you're looking for something. So still photography is is huge. That's where you're going to see that stuff. And you don't see it with your eyes. Those are two orbs. The two circles right and now the key thing about those is, is if you look at and there's people will say, ah, it's just dust. Um, number one, I don't know how much dust is that size. I mean, if you look at the where it is to the bathroom stall. OK, and and if you are able to get in and look at that and look down, you're going to see the pattern in the floor. That's translucent. That's what you're looking for. That may be something of energy that's in that room. So when you're looking okay. for an orb, that's what you're looking for. Okay. So um, when you see things like that, when you see the orbs and things like that, is mm -hmm. that a bunch of different spirits? Is that one spirit spread apart? What? I mean, I mean you, you know as much as I do. Oh, no, don't, I don't, don't know near as much don't. as you. 
No, or I mean, there's a spirit. Yeah, meaning that um, now there's probably multiple. I mean, that's a piece of the questioning that um, that we'll ask. Are there multiple entities here? Um, I've literally been in a uh, in a question session where um, the first thing that that was said to us on the Ovilus was eight. And by the time the two of us got done leaving that room, we had eight names. Okay. okay. So this particular spirit was willing to really give us their story. Um, and we had motion balls going off. We had the REM pod going off. We had SLS footage of it. So, I mean, as we put everything together, we got our story of who was in that room that particular night. Okay. So this photo, every time you take a still photo, you should take um, at least three photos in a row. Um, and so this is, I got three photos, and this is what happens many times when I take photographs. I usually get clear, clear, blurry. Ask I'm glad you said that. This happens to me all the time. And that usually means that on the blurry photo, it's not just bad photography. It's um, an entity or a spirit right on the subject or right on the camera, right in front I, of the I have a picture of that for you, so you can walk us through that. That's I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> because I looked at those pictures, I'm like, why did she send these? They make no sense. Yeah. So here's one. I'm going to bring it up on its own. So you got blurry. Yeah. So that is, so that would be a spirit. We were taking photos um, for the haunted house and that, so that's a, an, a spirit right on Ken. Okay. Because the ones, the two photos that were directly before that were perfectly clear. Okay. And, um, and I'll show those. One was a little discolored, but it was clear, and it was right on top of them, right on top of them, because it was like click, click, click. Mm. Yeah. The next one's coming up. So this would be the next one in the group. Right. Yeah. That's See how it's clear. Yeah. yeah, it's clear, but it's a little discolored, so it's like it's right there on him. And and the odd thing about that, what we noticed that was, is that we were doing we were doing a uh, we were doing a ghost walk in Mineral Wells, and we were we were walking by the banker with a group of people, and Eileen started taking pictures, and her camera won't take a blurry picture. It'll tell me. It'll say right. It won't take the picture. The picture was blurry. So she was taking pictures, just taking random pictures of the outside of the Baker Hotel that were clear, and then she caught a couple that were that were um, that were cloudy, and so did two other people that were there. Same vantage, almost the same vantage point of the same picture, just random pictures, caught the same thing, had clear, clear, blurry. And here is the last picture in the group. Yep. Right on top. Yep. So that was it probably moving in. And I did feel that that day. I remember that day when, we took, when I took the picture in the chair. So instead um, of the orb being near him, and sometimes like when I'm taking the picture, 
I can see the orb in the lens, right. but it comes out a big blurry mess. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a goof, man. It's a it's a really cool. So I'm thinking, cool pictures. oh, I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna get an orb in my picture in my shot, but I get a big blurry picture hmm. right on top of somebody. Probably made me look better, but that's. Uh. <laughs> so. Usually, like I said, on these ghost tours, you go in, they give you a little bit of history, you walk around, they tell you some, and, and this is how they did it in Eureka Springs. I'm not saying it wasn't a cool tour, but, you know, they're like, ah, someone died right here, and this is where they brought dead bodies, and, they, you know, and that's all they do, and then they kind of just leave it to your imagination. Mm -hmm. You guys are the first tour that I've seen that actually want to educate people and I could see that being bad and good for you guys. I could see that being a double-edged sword because you might be able to turn some people into being believers of it. Yeah. And also those people that are um, very much on the fence, you could knock them off in the other direction to where they don't believe it at all. And so you take, to me, you take a big risk doing that. Is there a reason that you guys decided we need to educate people before we do these things and not just let their imagination go and just kind of keep it status quo? Well, I mean, the, the patron has their choice. I mean, if they if they come in with their own stuff and they don't want to be a part of the, the education piece, then they're more than when they can have a coffee, have a donut. Um, it's the, the folks that want to learn and want to know more about it. They've watched TV. Um, we had a couple, married couple. She came blowing into this building. I can't wait for this thing to start. I can't wait. He was had his arms crossed, kind of really no expression whatsoever at all. At the end of the tour, we got done, and, and I went over and I talked to him, and she kind of looked at me with this sour look and said, you know what? I really think I, I'm better off watching it at home on the couch. Okay. And her husband turns around and goes, this was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. So they completely flipped exactly like you said. She probably after that day was more than happy watching Ghost Hunters on TV. He came back and did a tour two weeks later. So it was um, it's interesting. I mean, you, you, you can lead a, a horse to water, can't make it drink. I mean, and occasionally it's going to drink the water and keel over, I guess. I, I mean, you know, anything can happen. So, I mean, I'm a nurse and Eileen's an educator. I, we choose the education path. I mean, we've been doing this a little over a year. So, I mean, if there's folks in there that, that want to pick this up and run with it, God bless them. You can do that. I mean, yeah, it's been a lot of work and, and a lot of reading and a lot of study and watching some of those shows, some good, some not good, um, learning about the equipment and, and stuff, and then going out and getting scared. I mean, it's, and anybody that wants to take that on, we're more than willing to help. I, I think it's very cool. Go ahead, Jeff. So I was just looking through some stuff and just your opinions. Um, do you think, um, how can maybe your ancestry or, you know, I, you know, I wonder if, if ghosts picks people for certain reasons, or maybe there's a history, uh, your ancestors, you know, talk about civil war. I wonder how much, um, the person, experiences based on their past or their ancestors past 
do y'all think there's any merit to that? If this, I don't even know if I'm asking this right, but um, you know, there's generational curses or things like that. I wonder if there are types of people that are maybe more prone to bad ghosts or bad encounters um, versus good. Do you do you have any knowledge or insight into that? Um. There's there's folks that are mediums. I mean, there's a, a television okay. show, the Long Island Medium. Um, we were we were in at an investigation a few weeks ago, and there was a young kid. He was an early teenager, and he was here with his mom and his sister. I believe his mom and his sister. Um, and this kid was walking around feeling what he was feeling, hmm. and he was he was he felt like he had something of a gift. And was um, and was fostering it. All right. He was very mild mannered. Okay. He encountered what he encountered. Um, and he made a comment to me. He said, "I know I've heard you say that um, it's fun and stuff like that." He said, "That's kind of what I felt today." He said, "I, I felt the benevolence. I, I really didn't feel anything that was very threatening." In the meantime, folks that were three stories up. We're leaving because they felt terrible. So, yeah, it's all about the person, their psyche, their thought process. How are they? How are they taking on the entity, and how how are they dealing with it? I mean, like I said, I'm going to go downstairs tomorrow night and poke the bear. That'll be a light poke, trust me. <laughs> It'll um because I I want to drill down. I want to get a little bit more information. I mean, I I, I got a name. And, and I want to see what his story is. If it is a he, it could be a she. It could be a child. We don't know. So we got to keep drilling down. Yeah, I think people's lives, experiences, for all I know, this young man could have been alive 1,400 years ago. Touching on a, a little bit of conversation we had about does the soul move from, from spirit to spirit, from person to person, generation to generation. Yeah, I think it, I think it plays a, a huge part. I think believing and not believing is is right. psychosomatic too. I mean, I, I think we can talk ourselves into believing stuff that isn't there. Good point. And stuff that is there, and we can be seeing stuff our whole lives and saying that's not happening to me. Right, because you don't want to believe it because your mind. Yeah. If I believe that, then I might open Pandora's box. So. I'm going to stay in my safe place and yep. ignore it and be a skeptic. Absolutely. Because that's whatever your psychic saying, Hey, go ahead and do that. It'll be okay. Instead of embracing it, maybe. And, yep. and maybe um, dealing with it might be the solution than ignoring it actually. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And it's, um, I mean, it's not for everybody. It is, um, yeah, you know, some people hate it, and and some people. I wish the dude would stop banging upstairs. But anyway. <laughs> so another question. So we kind of. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, DJ. Um, no, go so ahead. When you spoke, spoke about, um, you had people groups come in. What kind? Obviously, you're not doing the Ouija board stuff, but are, are these like psychics or what type of people may gather? Professionals per se, and um, and what types of um, I don't know. I'm not going to say seance. That's the wrong word. But what types of things do you do to 
conjure these things or bring them out? Are there some specialized people? Are there some people that are really talented that can can really create things that to come out? Yeah, I I, I think there are. Um, I mean, some people are more active than other people. I, I mean, I've seen people, her, for example, they, they're on her. Every time I'll run the camera on her and there they are. And they're all over me. Honey, do you feel, <laughs> are you like getting poked or they're do like you feel? sitting on me. You better and, tell them that's your woman. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, and then, I mean, there's going to be somebody else that's going to go, what's that, you know? So we're going to, I mean, everybody's different. I think we're going to all feel it different. I mean, from a, a professional paranormal angle, people are doing all kinds of things. There's pe there's people doing voodoo stuff. I mean, they're doing all kinds. Of, they're taking they're taking the mirrors out and um, really and looking for that stuff. No, okay. have they done that at this location? Pardon me. Have they done that at, at this hospital? No. I believe that there was somebody that did open a Ouija board here years mm. ago, but not I, well. No, not while we've been doing. No. It. She's afraid of the Ouija board. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, but no, I'm saying well, that. I, I'm afraid of the Ouija board. Yeah, no, 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 no. We don't do that. I mean, the 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 word is that there was a group in here. I, I think it was about ten years ago or so that may have that may have done that. So. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't know if they did or they didn't because I wasn't with them. Um, so, I mean, I don't. Right. I, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go about my business doing and looking for what we're going to look for. I mean, and if we come across something that came through seven or eight years ago, I mean, we'll deal with that too. So we have our first write-in question. Oh. They say, do you find stronger spirits in a certain area or in a certain object? Ooh. Fifth floor. Oh, here? In, oh, here? No, are they well, in, in this building <laughs> oh. or in general? Well, let's do this building and then in general. Um, you've heard me talk about the doll room countless times. Okay. Huge, strong spirit. They're always there. Always, and always. The doll always room there. is downstairs. The doll room's downstairs in the, in the haunt. Um, so yeah, when you're doing a haunted attraction, you're, um, you're getting poked and it's by other stuff than actors that are downstairs I, of that. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I mean, Shauna mentioned that they've got a, a prop that's got something attached to it. Um, yeah, I, I think they tend to hang out. I mean, there's been this hallway here. Um, on the main lobby floor seems to, this part of the lobby seems to have children. I've noticed, maybe nobody else has, that as you go up on this side of the building, there tends to be there, to be children here. So I, I do think that there is some merit to it, that hmm. they could, um, that they could attach to, to what's familiar to them, which is very common, by the way. Um, folks will call them angels. You know, it's granddad watching over them and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there's a few places in this in this building in particular that are, um, you know, I definitely put a little thicker skin on when I'm going to go in that direction. Okay. So, so um, do you guys go to private locations and do tests and whatnot? 
Like not just like I mean, y'all go to where like wherever the Call of Duty is, right? Yeah, yeah, if somebody needs us yeah. to go, we'll go. So here's the deal. Uh, and I spoke to you guys. Just about, get ready, guys. Here it comes. Well, my mom and dad's house in College Station, Texas, <laughs> where I grew up. So uh, this is going to be some sombering stuff, but also it's not like to freak anybody out. So my granddad, my mom's dad, lived with us um, at, at the end of his life. Um, my grandma was in a nursing home, and he, he came up with us, and uh, he had some health issues, but he was like my best buddy. We were so close. I was probably like 11, 12, 13, 14 ish. And, uh, it was a fun part of my life. We would play pranks on him. Um, he was like our best friend and he would stay home and, um, we would, <laughs> I would even prank him and pour water in his bed to make him think he'd be in the bed. And he was <laughs> like, no, Jeff, Wayne, your son made me think of, you know, it was a great relationship. So point being, um, when he got really, um, maybe sicker and, and, and his health was declining. He committed suicide in our living room. He actually shot himself in the head. The kids, the grandkids really think one of them won't even sleep in the back where his bedroom was. Yeah. And um, I, I can swear the morning that happened that I woke up about five in the morning, but when he got up, went to the kitchen, got something to drink. And he was like, Hey Jeff, I just want you to know I love you. And, and I woke up and literally that's when they were, you know, my pastor was there and they were cleaning up. I, I never even heard the gunshot. Right? right. So I actually feel like I often feel his presence there. Now I don't know if that's because I, I, I mean, I, he's endearing to me and I loved him, but to me, there's been some weird stuff back there and it's not weird so much is there's quirky things that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's possible, you know, people talk about suicide not being, a, you know, that's not a good way to go biblically, you know, purgatory. Um, I think he's in heaven, but is it possible for, for someone to move on, but their spirit still stay? I mean, it, 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 and do you guys want to go investigate? <laughs> yes, we want to go investigate. Yes. I, don't know if my mom and dad would like that. I was too slow on it, but I was getting ready to. <laughs> we would uh we can talk about that yes um i mean that's a pretty that's a deep question it um, is I, did, I didn't mean to make no no weird, no it's, 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 it's bringing everyone down I mean, jeff I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to, to to use some examples um we were in folks house a little bit northwest of here and um there were two flags I had no idea who they were for. Mm -hmm. um, sat and did a REM pod session. Um, now say what that is um, one more time real quick. REM pods, it, it, that, it picks up electromagnetic. It creates a field around it. Okay. Okay. And th th this is literally what it was doing for an hour. Yeah, every, it didn't stop. Every question that we asked it, we got an answer. Okay. Now, it ended up being both husband's grandfather and wife's grandfather. Hmm. Really? You were and, able to identify them as that? Yeah. Okay. We didn't know it sitting there. She told us who it was. We went in and told her what we found out. And she goes, that's our grandfather's. Okay. And through, the, through questions. Through questions. And her questions. eyes got this big because at that instant in time. She realized that that folks were drilling down to what was really going on mm -hmm. in her house. Now, these were very 
benevolent spirits. They were there to keep an eye over them. Were they at peace in the cemetery too? Yeah, I think so. They were to, 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 answer, to answer your question, yeah. I think they were at peace. And at peace was also being with them and, and, and guiding them. So, you know, yeah, and I agree with what you're saying. It, that's the thing I felt. It, I think when at first I was confused. I didn't, it was like, eh, but I would say like they're in his room at the time. Uh, and that's where I still sleep when I go there. Um, actually, it was my brother's room until he came and it was his room. But, um, and I've actually had to spit like granddad, if that's you, like, you know, I was scared. Like you're like a, a kid. You're put your, you think the yeah. covers are like <laughs> going to protect you. That's, that's like your, your wall of power. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought to him, I was like, granddad, that's you just, you know, I'm good with that. You're welcome here. And I had peace come over me and uh, I won't go on more than that. Cause sometimes I think I, I I've created things, but, it is very interesting the experiences I had, and um, um, it's like I said, some of the grandkids didn't want to sleep back there, so um, it's pretty, pretty interesting. I don't think it's a dangerous thing. I think it's a, he's, it's peaceful, and um, right. it actually yeah. gives me comfort if thinking he's still there, you know. Right, yeah. and and that's a that's a yeah. positive thing, and and I think some people scoff and laugh at us for doing what we do because they can't grasp what you're talking about. To them, it might just be black and white. There's no gray area. I think right. we, I think the four of us here kind of have gray area. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, you know what, a little bit of the black can come into the, and a little bit of the white can come in, and that's why we got some gray area. It isn't just this and that, all right? There's, there's, there's more choices to it. Um, when you were talking, somebody wrote up that people chalk that stuff up to deja vu. I okay. truly agree with that. Today's right. view, and it really, it really does happen a lot. It every time that happens to me now, I stop and go, where did I, where did I experience that before? And see if I can kind of drill down in my own mind. Where was it? Was that me in that time, or was it them in my time? Okay. So, so I, I'm beginning, I just think about it a little bit different. And I think we've all experienced that deja vu experience where, man, I've been in this place before. I know exactly what's going to happen here. And you watch it unfold and it happens. And you go, man, I, it's weird. And some people just kind of walk away and, and really don't think about it. I think you're losing out on some stuff because that could be somebody trying to contact you. And that could be a good thing. So my brother-in-law has another question for you guys. Now, this one's a little longer, and I don't think it's all going to pop up. So let me – so it says, do you find that people that end their life in more of a sudden or more horrific ending have a stringer presence in the afterlife, mm -hmm. like they still have something to be said that hasn't been heard yet? Absolutely. I believe that, yep. yes. Their business isn't done. Mm -hmm. I mean, tragic car accident, skiing accident – Dude shoots off the mountain and hits a tree. I mean, that person's life, that was like that instant, no closure. Yeah, I think there is, I think that is very real hmm. that, um, that folks, and sometimes I think they get stuck in that spot and can't leave because they don't know how. Um, I, I mean, I think there's spirits that don't know they're dead yet. Really? Yes, sir. So it's like okay. six cents kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's their their 
the realm that they're in is still the realm that they were in. So they're Even there saying things in real life like they do, but they're really not there, but everyone else is existing and going about their business. Right. And, and the house is completely different. So you see them walking through walls because that's where doors used to be. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool stuff. I mean, there's, there's so much theory that goes in and around it that it, um, I mean, it kind of boggles the mind to be honest. Yeah. It's interesting. So have you guys ever seen a, we've talked about orbs tonight. We've talked about stuff showing up on the cameras and different stuff like that. Have you guys ever seen a, I guess you would say like a, I think it's called a full spectral entity where it's, I, I don't, where it looks like a person there, but they're translucent or whatever. I haven't seen a full person. I've seen shadow, like a, a form in shadow form, but not like an actual. Not where you could see like what they were wearing and stuff like that. Right, right, right. So to, yeah. to, this is another thing. So my wife, I told you guys this, she grew yeah. up in Galveston and um, it, her grandma's enough time. It used to be like a ballroom. It was like an old Victorian house. And um, they moved in there. They lived there until her grandma passed and, and uh, they moved on and, and all that. But she was six or seven and, and she swears she saw um, kids, um, yeah. ladies and men dancing. She, she physically saw them and I go, and I was like, and you stayed there still. She's like, what am I supposed to do? My parents, were <laughs> six, seven. Right. my parents, were, you let me move out on my own. But you know, you know, I trust her so much and um, you know, she's a Christian faith and, and she's beliefs and she swears these were real. They were there. And she didn't feel threatened or at first she said she was scared, but she didn't feel threatened or endangered And where it was at and how old the building was. And probably a lot of history, you know, there was a bad, you know, the flood of, was it 1908 or whatever it was in Galveston. A lot of people died and they were floating right. up back on. So Galveston really has a, probably a ghost town history. Um, yeah. It's just spooky, spooky place. yeah. But um, I take her word for it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But then that made me think about my own experience and maybe not seeing something with my granddad, but sensing it and feeling it, whether it's stage of view or not. So um, I, I believe her, of course. Yeah. Um, and I believe what you guys are saying. I think the people that uh, have such a hard time are, I don't believe it's not possible. And, you know, those people, right. hey, they might have the worst experiences. You, sometimes yeah. they need to be believers and they, they aren't. Right. So... Just, just anecdotal uh, thing there. I just want to add that in because she and I was freaked out. I was like, "Are you serious?" And she was well, like, "Well, Jeff, didn't you? If I'm right, didn't you have an experience at that house when you went back there, like the cemetery across the street or something?" No, like okay. That? So her mom and dad, other house, they um, they lived across from like right across the street from the cemetery, very old. Uh -huh. And uh, I think I walked her dog through there or something, and 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 and. I pretty much was sprinting back. I don't know if I was just scared. <laughs> and like uh, the wind blew, wow. Uh, but no, it was a very weird. You know, it's all normal to her. It's like, eh, whatever. We used to play hide and go seek in that place at night. I was like, oh <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen to me. But um, I think I might have had some sort of um, 
encounter, but I, I didn't wet her out long enough to know if it was really an encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So we have another question. Being spiritual people, do you think there is a difference if someone is buried or cremated? Not to be morbid, or does it really matter? I don't think it matters. Yeah, I think the soul is the soul, and that spirit is going to move whether whether that body's buried in a casket, in the dirt, in the ground, cremated. I mean, I, I, I think I think the soul moves. But I think it's I think it's about that. I don't think you get rid of that if you if you burn a body. I, I, I don't think so. But doesn't that kind of here's why I'm thinking it doesn't matter. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because we're talking about after after kind of they die, you're cremated. You know what I mean? Like you're moved from the location, you die, and then you're cremated or then you're buried and, and embalmed and everything like that. It's not at the site where the actual thing happened. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that's where we're focusing on is where the actual event happens. Is that correct? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, that's where I, I, I would believe that, that that spirit leaves that. I mean, you're embalming them. You 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 touched on that, okay? So there's a spirit in the body, and you're putting embalming fluid in there, or or you're taking it and you're bringing it to to a fireplace. I mean, that's six of one, half a dozen of another in my book. That body's already that life is already terminated, and I mean, I don't know if it's at the point of death, if it's before death, if it's right after death when 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 the when the spirit moves. But, I mean, could it move three days later? I don't know. In a religion that I kind of follow, yeah, it moved three days later. So, I mean, you can go both ways on that. Her, I think Eileen and I, as investigators and people, I think we think it's at the, at the, at the inception of death. That's, it's going to be in there and around that. Okay. okay. So you're not – so talk about, we've talked about spirits moving from a place to a place. But as far as uh, uh, moving from, say, a purgatory or hell to heaven, that may not be the case um, where they can go, you know, maybe they can't be there and go, oh, my work's not done. I'm going to go back. You just haven't gone anywhere yet. Right. 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 Now, we were talking. Yeah. Vertical spirit change is probably not possible. Maybe they're looking for that. Hey, I need someone to tell me it was okay and accept it and. That's a piece of what we're asking. I mean, it, it, if we're we're investigating and we're talking to a spirit, I'm going to ask them, is there anything that we can do? Can we release can you? Can we help you? Okay. Can How we can help we help you? you? Right. Um, and and I we've witnessed it. Um, it's gone both ways where it stayed and they, 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 they had to go, but somebody else had to go back again. Um, and where they... Sometimes the folks that are in the house can just ask them to go. Sometimes you got to get a little bit more. You got to do say, you got to say a prayer, maybe a little holy water. Um, so it's, I mean, there's different ways of expelling. Now, a building like this, probably next to impossible, you couldn't expel <laughs> what's going on in this building. I, I just, I don't think it's feasible. I mean, like you'd have to melt it. <laughs> <laughs> And any, I think even if you did that, I still think they'd be attached. There to was it. a fire here. Come on, there's three fires here. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that that's right. There's there was three fires here. 
So my wife wrote in uh, uh, her ghost story. Um, she's that? told me this. We we met in the military uh, over in Hawaii, and she swears by this story just like Jeff's wife swears to the one there. She said when she was in the military and in, a, in the field in a medical hospital, she was a medic in the Army, uh, she woke up to a man in an old Army uniform standing over her. Um, she said that she was wide awake and she saw him clear as day and it was close to the living quarters that were shot at Pearl Harbor. So, um, and, and she swears by it that, that she that. saw it. I bet you I there's a her, lot of that there. I told her it was a perv walking through the, the <laughs> tent. But. Was that your first wife? Or you, or you no, my wife? only, my only wife. <laughs> so uh we uh we have another question that came in do you feel that the spirit is trapped in that location that they die and that is why the spirit is so strong let me read that yeah we kind of hit on that but i guess it's maybe they died right there in that location in a bed or something and in, in that space it's very strong like an almost like an object Right. And that, yeah. And yeah. that we touch on sometimes when we're asking questions too. Like sometimes I'll ask, you know, did you, were you a patient here? Did you die here? You know, that sometimes is my line of questioning at times. Yeah, I think in a hospital setting, I think you're going to get that. I mean, I think you get it in somebody's house too, like you were talking about, Jeff. With your uh, with your grandfather, I think it, I think it's the same thing. I, I mean, I I think we've found that some spirits are comfortable where they are. So another question is, and I've just thought about this because when you you brought that up, do you think the people? Okay, so like say in my mom's persistence or, or instance, do you think sometimes people keep spirits there unknowingly and unwilling, like? Without, uh, because they haven't um, pursued some of the, the the answers they need. Like for my mom's situation and her sister, they were really hurt because they thought they did something wrong. They thought they let him down, or they could have done this, they could have done that. Like, is it possible that because they feel that way, that person can't pass because they need to convey to them, no, it's all good. You never. So I can yeah. see the correlation yeah, there, and maybe the people that un don't know are yeah. keeping that spirit there. And I would imagine that's pretty damn frustrating for the spirit. For the spirit, yeah, and it might have something to say and no vessel to say it in. Exactly. So they yeah. can't go anywhere because there's no vessel, right? But there's no yeah. They can't. They they've got unfinished business, uh -huh. and they're there, and and they don't know how to get out. They know what they need to do. I mean, I think it goes both ways. Well, when I, mean, I, get I think we're, we're, I yeah, think when we're I get on the live side. I'm going to mm -hmm. try to release my granddad and tell him I love him. He did nothing wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to release him. Good for it. Go for it. What do you think, DJ? Good, 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 good. Are you asking if I want to go with you? <laughs> well, well, now I am. Let's all, let's all do it live. Let's all do it live. Come on. Uh, if my mom and dad will allow it, um, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of pumped up. 
James, I love you. Go on. There you go. It's not a bad thing. I mean, so you're thinking the right you way. I believe you're thinking the right way. I mean, you're getting it from skeptic to getting it. See how that happens? It's um, exactly. I don't, I don't really yeah. think, though. I really don't think Jeff was a skeptic coming into this. I really oh, yeah. don't. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I wasn't, but that's what you have to tell yourself to uh, to uh, stay professionally unbiased until you can't be unbiased anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a way out of it. <laughs> so, so let me ask you guys. You, you said that you've keep you keep hearing something banging upstairs. Yes. yes. What do we think it is? It's a, there's a spirit. It's a, probably up on the third floor. They probably want to know what we're doing in their building right now. Yeah, they let us. They, I think they, they, some spirits, I mean, my feeling in this building exude a kind of a power. They just want to let you know that they're here. I mean, for all we know, they might want us to go upstairs. They might have something to say. I don't know. But I'm now, not about that right now. Uh-uh. Now, once you're done with us, will you be going touring through the hospital at all? I don't think so tonight because we're going to be here tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we're doing, what, six or seven out of six hours, something like that tomorrow night. So, I mean, we'll leave them at peace too. I mean, we've already, every time you walk in, you're disrupting them. You know, it, it, the same way that if when they go into your house, they're disrupting us too. I think it goes both ways. I'm, matter of fact, I'm, I'm convinced it goes both ways. That we're invading their space too, or else it wouldn't have asked me who I was. <laughs> See how you 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 get your empirical data, and then you formulate your opinion. I, I mean, that's that's what it's about. So here's kind of my kind of last um, set of questions, and then then we want to talk specifically about you guys' business. But kind of my last set of questions that I want to go into are: Is there a reason why? Because if you watch a movie, I'm going to use a movie, Paranormal Activity. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but the kind of the basis behind it, or if you look at like a Hell House LLC, any of those kind of movies where they say that the 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 evil entity is there for a specific reason. It's either following that family specifically for a reason, or is there a reason why some places where you had nothing to do with, say you buy a house and there's a bad entity in there and you can look like Amityville horror, things like that, or you can move in and there's a good spirit. Is there a reason why they decide to go against the new people that had nothing maybe to do with what was happening? I don't know if I'm, these questions are kind of hard to ask because we're talking about theoretical stuff. So <laughs> Is, is there a reason why those bad entities would stay in that house or why good entities would stay in that house when the originals have gone or sold the house or? Yeah, I mean, I think a prick is a prick. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so if, the, if that particular spirit was that way in their life and that's what they know, they're going to keep doing that. It could be fun for all we know. Or it could be... You know, they built a house on their sacred ground. I mean, yeah, there could be there could be whatever a, reason. There could be a lot of things. Um, I mean, why do they choose to talk to us and not talk to us? Um, I, there could be a lot of reasons for that. I do believe that there is attachment, though. 
and that it, and that it, it'll go from place to place no matter what you do. I I think if they totally so are you saying it'll follow? Are you saying it'll follow a family or a person? Is that what you're saying by attachment? I mean, yeah. it, can. It, it can. And one yeah. of the reasons why it can is because it can attach to like a piece of furniture, like hmm. uh, antiques or things like that. Even if 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 you get a, an antique from an antique mall, you you know, guys, you never know. There's folks that are possessed. There are. Really? I mean, I, you can't. They are. They, yeah, they, poltergeist. Yep. They, I mean, they just are. And, um, I mean, we equate it to evil, um, an un, ungodly, unworldly creature. Um, I mean, I think they're there. I, the universe is too big for us to be the only thing here. I mean, there's rips and tears in the fabric of time and space, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can get real theoretical and 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 go into those kind of theories too. But from a from a, a entity standpoint, I think they can attach in a good and a bad way. Um, I think if there was a massacre on a piece of land, I don't care what you build on it. I think they're going to be there. Hmm. And I, I think you're I think you're just gonna if it's an Indian burial ground. Uh, like Eileen said, I, or something like that. Um, I, I think that that's very realistic stuff. And so, they, have you guys seen the movie White Noise with Michael Keaton? Yes. Oh yeah. See, I think that's that movie scared me. Um, that was scary. I think that has a lot to do with kind of what we talked about tonight, and that's kind of what I credit to. And I had to go back and look for the name. But have you seen White Noise, Dustin? Yeah, I have. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, and uh, it you know it's EVP stuff, and 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 he goes extensively looking to figure this out, and uh, it, it it got pretty scary, and Pulfergas was scary too for that matter. But um, that stuff, demonic possession, that is the stuff that frightens the hell out of me. Honestly, that that's the stuff that yeah uh, really does scare me. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know about Eileen. I know I think about it all the time. It, it's, it's there. It's always there. When I, I mean, I keep, I keep an eye. Um, so why is telling I, me to leave? I leave. Yeah, but but here's my question to you, and this kind of cuts down to the very bare bones of it. If you think that way, right? Because we we all agree that we think there's probably something out there, right? We all agree on this show. Yeah. Um, why, in your words, poke the bear? There you go. Knowledge, some understanding. Um, I mean, if you if you if you don't shovel the snow, you'll never get to the sidewalk. You know, so you won't be able to walk. So yeah, I mean, if you have to rub, sometimes you have to rub. And I mean, it's an experience for me. Might do it once, never do it again. So it's a. Um, it's a, I think it's a, a tactic or a methodology of, of garnering, of garnishing information. And when you say poke, poke, what are you doing to, to, can you specifically say what you're doing to, to bring that out? Well, like the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I went in the hallway purposely. It was very clearly telling us that it was not safe for me to go in that hallway. Huh. 
Okay. And I went in the hallway. I mean, okay. we, we, we straight up. Okay. I went in the hallway. I went in with the camera uh, with a, with a recorder going and this kid was, the kid was good. And he, uh, he kept asking the questions and I mean, I could hear him. I could hear the answers. And, you know, I, I finally got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm leaving. Wow. You know, because I, I've pushed enough here. There'll be another night to come back and, and, and see if we can find out a few more answers. So do you think, Ken, at any point, though, that you might push too hard when you didn't want to? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's a... That's a, a piece of, I think it's a piece of risk that a lot of paranormal investigators take on. I mean, some of the, the, the really good ones that, that are on television, I mean, that's, their, that's what they're going there to do. And they do it really, really well. Okay. And I, I don't know these guys personally. I don't know if they're in their living room at four in the morning, the spirit that they pushed and poked. I don't know. But if... I mean, sometimes you have to have a hard conversation in order to get the correct answers or to get the point across. But I think that's a hard conversation. So how do you, we know it's a hard conversation to have and we have people on here saying, and I'll bring up the quotes in a minute, but curiosity you're crazy to be doing that and and kind of tempting fate um are you scared that they're going to follow you there's there's all kinds of things to that and i understand what you're saying at a base level yeah it's knowledge it's figuring out what happened it's it's finding out why they're here why they can't go to the next area Mm -hmm. and when you bring up tv people i believe more in guys like you and your wife that don't want any fame and credit for it. Those guys on TV want fame and credit for it to me. You guys seem to me like you want to educate people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. here's what's out there. Look, I know you've seen this and I know you've seen this, but here's what we can tell you it is. So I tend to believe, and I think Jeff feels the same way because we've talked about it. We tend to believe you guys more than someone on TV because you're not Thank in you. it to be famous. <laughs> so, I guess my question to you is it seems more dangerous because those guys on TV, they kind of seem like they're doing that. That's their whole point is that's what's going to get them views. You guys do it because you genuinely want to find out. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I still go back to that question of why, (laughs) you know, it could turn out so bad for you guys. Why? Well, you got it. I think there's, there's two sides. There's, there's, there's two sides. There's the living side and there's also the other side. All right. And I mean, my thought process is, is, am I helping that spirit also? What can I do to help it? I mean, do I have to move it? Does it, does it, and, and uh, understand when I poke, I don't get brash. I don't yell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just going to ask it some hard questions and I might challenge it and go stand in its space and, and see what it see what it's going to do, uh, and I might get a scratch. I might not. Um, but I think it's a, about. I mean, I saw curiosity come up. Um, it's about learning more about what I'm seeing and doing, 
and what they're presenting to me? How can I learn more about what they're going through um, and maybe see through their eyes, me or us, and, and what we're doing to their world? I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's just purely about gaining knowledge. So Ken, uh, or and Eileen, I'll, I'll ask you both this. Um, I would assume this releases so much adrenaline at times. It, it probably, um, yeah. you know, I hate to say that, but I think this would really bring on a lot of adrenaline, which is really cool. And maybe people want to seek that out. And I can see how that could be dangerous. Like, uh, but um, when you come out of these, do y'all ever feel exhausted or tired because how much energy it's taken to maybe yeah. get to go? I, I would imagine that physically takes a toll on you, right? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it can take, it depends. I mean, if you're going to walk in off the street and do an investigation in this building, take these cameras down and set your own up. You're looking at hours to do that. Okay. Um, up and down six flights of stairs. There's no elevators. Um, it's 85 to 95 degrees in here. It's dusty. Then you sit and wait. Okay. And then you go out and investigate. I mean, an SLS camera, it's a few pounds. It's tiring on your arms. Okay. You're sitting on dirt, hard ground, asking questions, taking the emotional toll, asking them to use your energy to, to, to get an answer to a question to find yeah. out. To, to find out who you're dealing with. I mean, we've seen batteries that I knew were 100% fully charged that should last hours be done in minutes. And that's what and, I was thinking, not just the physical know, toll, but like you said, the emotional toll, like when it feels yeah. heavy, like Eileen said, it feels heavy, heavy Absolutely. heart. It seems like um, also too, like your body secretes adrenaline, then you know how it is, you get really tired afterwards, or when you're really connecting with spirits, I mm -hmm. think emotionally that probably drains you and then physically you're you can be yeah. wiped out. It is. It's emotionally draining. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking, I've been formulating tomorrow night downstairs. The room is right underneath where we are, mm -hmm. by the way. So they're here too. And I can feel I don't know if you keep noticing every now and then I look. There's something in the hallway. But there always is on this floor for whatever reason. Um, I actually think this is one of the most haunted floors in the building, the main lobby floor. Um, hmm. There's just some weird stuff happens up here. So do you and guys I stay there overnight while you're waiting? Um, no, we have. I have. Yeah. Um, oh, I was asked. Nope for me. <laughs> I mean, I was asked recently if I would spend the night alone in this building, and that the answer is no. I mean, mm. I'm not that foolish. I mean, it's one thing to, to have four or six or eight people where um, if I get into trouble, another piece of investigating is, is don't go investigate by yourself. Right. We're always in pairs. Minimum go with two people because you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Stuff, stuff moves and flies. Plus, we're in the dark. It's complete darkness. Uh -oh. you know, so, I mean, I, I think there's I think there's a certain amount of valor in spending the night, but I, I think you can. I think that's more dangerous than asking hard questions. 
to try to get an answer out of a spirit that may be a little bit bad, if that makes sense. So uh, either one of you want to take this next question. It says, why does history repeat itself? Forgetting where we come from, the spirits are trying to tell us not to repeat the same mistake. Do you agree with that statement? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, what? No, you can take that one. That's a toughie. I'll let the intellectual one. I'll let the intellectual one. That's a toughie. Um, I I think there's some validity, some merit to that. Okay. And we're asking you guys a lot of the in depth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we love it. Y'all are so just genuine that y'all aren't afraid to say I'm not sure. And I've heard some go, I'm not sure, but it's possible. Sure. <laughs> give us some concrete answers with no. Oh, Eileen, we're going to get an answer from you on this one. After <laughs> this one, you're going to give an answer. I'm not no, sure. And, and, and I, I hope we're not coming across thinking that we're know-it-all. We, we really we're are. Not. We're no, not. no, you don't come we're across. Not. We're not. No. Trust me. We're not. I've been in a room with six people where they were looking at me and their eyes were this big. And I went... I don't know. <laughs> I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling. And you're what's like, see, saying? I told you. Uh, yeah, what's it, what's it saying? What's it doing? Anybody feel bad? Do we need to leave? I mean, so it's um it's uh it, it's it's an inquiring. It's about that's yeah, a tough question. They might be <laughs> are they trying to teach us that there was injustices in this building and Maybe that experimental. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think to a degree. I, and, and I think a lot of people have moral and ethical issues in and around that. I mean, we're doing gene splicing and, and, and surgeries and stuff like that. That's what they were doing in this hospital, but they were doing it in the, in the thirties and forties. Right. Right. They're okay. they, they, they were, yeah. they were still believing back then that you could actually cure some of the mental illness with a cup of water. I mean, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of caveman, but it was kind of they they had to do some of that stuff in order to advance. So well, it's yeah, like, I mean, why not try it? Like, can the water hurt? Probably not. Um, so I'm sure it was like maybe some of these people were in bad shape, and this was like the last ditch effort right. to yeah. heal, um, well, solve their their well. Their I think the health issues. You hit a great point on that, Jeff. I think that the problem with that is that they are going after the most vulnerable people. Yes. At the at the yeah. end of their like, we'll try anything just to absolutely uh, to to extend their life out or whatever it may be. And I think that's where you get into dangerous territory of when they're duped and stuff, and then they pass on and i think that's where you start to get you right. know angry spirits and stuff like that so you guys would be amazed at the stuff that they say i, I mean you would it's just i mean and you you i've been sad i've cried um it's just it, it's just it's like man what the hell went on you know what what went on here and um yeah to that question, yeah, they're telling us, man, be careful what you do. Yeah. Because it has a lasting effect. So someone says the people on TV have an answer for everything. And this goes back to kind of what I was saying to you guys. Yeah. Uh, I just believe that we cannot have a concrete answer for all. And like Jeff said, right. you guys aren't afraid to say, 
I don't know. I can't explain <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I th- but, but guys, I think that's where we run into the problem where you get the skeptics and you get the hardline skeptics is that you run across these people that they see on TV and, and we talked about it where they're there 30 seconds and they run into something. That's not always true. And so you get these people that go, that's bullshit. And, and uh, you get these people that, that were maybe skeptics before, but then they see that and they're like, that's bullshit there. And then they become hardline skeptics against it. And then you lose them completely. Yep. Or maybe, maybe, or maybe the show has edited it so much Right. That right. They might have been there four hours, and it looks like they were there five minutes. Right. right. So I think there's some some misinterpretation possibly from from that aspect. I'm sure. And it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Right. No, you never know what's going to happen. It's funny because I do know what's going to happen in this building, and I I'm telling you, I'll pull out a piece of equipment any day, any time, and you're going to find some activity. I mean, it's just. Once you're in a place and you know it, I mean, there's a few other places in town that you're going to get the same thing. Yes. There's places in other towns that are going to be the exact same way. I can take you to an inn. You can spend the night and guaranteed you're going to see something. But, and it, it's just there. But it's not. Sometimes you have to put the puzzle together. Right. You know? And okay. So, like, Eileen, let's go into that for a minute. You got to put the okay. puzzle together. So, l- let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we may take um, the words that we get from the obelisk, and it may not make complete sense. It may just be a whole bunch of words and some names. And then the, um, the yes and the answers to the yes and no questions that I ask on the dowsing rods. And, you know, some, um, you know, and I may put those together and say, oh, my gosh, well, I with the answers to those yes and no questions and the words that I got on the obelisk. Wow, that makes perfect sense. You know, it, it kind of made a story, you know, but you have to put it all together. And what you see on TV, it's like before the first commercial, you, you have you know, a family of four and what they all died from and, you know. (laughs) Which all they did was uh, they got on the internet and Googled it. Right, right, right. You know, and so it's, you know, it's not as cut and dry or concrete as that, you know. It's, that's what I find fun about it, if if it can be fun, is because sometimes it's like a puzzle, you know, and it's, they're kind of telling us a story sometimes that you have to figure out. So y'all are at the Nazareth uh, hotel there, or excuse me, hospital. Can And, and not to, to um, promote any other locations, but what are some of the, maybe the most um, haunted locations you've been to and done testing? Like for instance, when I was in Boston, Boston seems like it would be a very haunted town to me. Um, yeah. from their history and you know they have burial sites burial sites are technically within city limits as opposed to cemeteries um and things like that where are some really other than this place because you mm-hmm. you swear by it's always activity what are some yeah. of the the otter experiences or some of the most haunted places you guys have done research at we've been to some haunted homes some people's private homes mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you there's a little jail in glenrose man yes. it's brutal Really? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm actually talking to those people. They they want to come on the show and talk about it. It is um it's very interesting. Um that place was packed and that was we didn't think anything was going on. And a lot of that came out when 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 film was watched. Hmm. When we really saw things. And yeah. you, you can't I mean if 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 you're standing behind an SLS camera like this. I, I'm oblivious to everything but what's on the screen. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff going on around me that the camera's picking up. Somebody with a with a with a handheld is taking pictures of. So it's I mean it's it's not all just what you're doing in that moment. It goes on and it and it, it carries its story um, mm. a little further. I can tell you this. I don't know if I'll get in trouble, but. Be careful if you ever go into the Mark Twain house in Hartford, Connecticut. Mm. We're from Connecticut, so, yeah. I mean... Mark Twain's no walking around there haunting people? Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> really? I mean, I've, been in, I've been in there a bunch of times just as a little kid from school and as an adult. And, uh, yeah, that building's weird, man. It's really weird. I think so the what do you think is going on in there? there? It's a uh, it's a strange place. So, Ken, what do you think's going on in there? I don't know, man. There's a lot of history. I mean, that whole part has 400 years of history. And but I didn't, didn't he? But didn't he moved away from there, right? Yeah. So, but, how did his spirit get back there? I don't know it if it's his. Him. I don't know if it's his. Well, I have I have a theory. Okay. okay. Maybe some of the darker things he wrote were I know where this is going. Were uh, <laughs> started at that location, and uh, they've come to fruition. And uh, he wrote them to existence. Mm-hmm. Could be. I love it. Yep. Could be. You know, I don't like philosophical Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it all the times, man. <laughs> so we got a couple more things that showed up on here. Uh, let's see. Someone asked, have you been rewarded for listening to a spirit, like found a treasure that they left behind? No. <laughs> Rats. Uh-uh. Well, you yeah, know what? No. The treasure they left behind is where you're at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, you, if you think about right it. Right there. Yes. You have yes. a business from there it. There you go. Yes. That's a treasure yes. right there. Doesn't mean it happens to be a million dollars in gold. That's your business. That's you have right. a good thing there. Boom, there's your treasure. Very yeah, true. Mean, treasure, you're right, is different to everybody. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah I, I can you agree with right. that. I'm going to have to record that because I don't hear that a whole lot. Philosophical <laughs> Jeff is back. <laughs> no, listen, we don't like philosophical Jeff. Oh, I can get in deep. I can get in deep. Don't worry. <laughs> ask him just sometime when you know we come out to the site with you guys. Make sure you ask him about the elevator dinner in St. Louis. Oh, come okay, on. okay. I'm, I'm writing that, I'm writing that, that down. That is philosophical, Jeff. So <laughs> just you know, once you hear that, you won't like philosophical Jeff anymore. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about your business. Let's. I want to promote everything about it because you guys are awesome to come on here we have had so much fun with you guys tonight thank you thank you we, we enjoyed it thank a ton. You. do it so, again 
Um, <laughs> Hotter paranormal. Let's talk about it. So where can people find you guys? Uh, right now, at Potter Paranormal um, on Facebook. Okay? okay, we are working on the website. It'll be PotterParanormal.com. Um, we're a little bit away from that. Um, our affiliation with the with the Texas Scaregrounds um, and the building. Um, our stuff is is our ads are are on there also. Um, our numbers, we've got some banners out. You can find them at the hospital. Um, anybody can call us. Um, Why don't you give that in, number, Ken? 860-933-2569. Uh, and uh, just leave a message if, if the nurse is working, because everybody has a day job, it seems. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that you're an RN and you're at a hospital, so. And yes. uh, there were so many kids, and of course, you're a preschool key teacher. So, mm -hmm. uh, I do find that quite interesting. Maybe, maybe you are the perfect people for that location, actually. Yeah, it might be. That's you know? true. And, and <laughs> I've never come into here that way, by the way. Okay. As, uh, as a healthcare professional, I've never put an error on that way. Maybe Although people were saying, I should have had you save me. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is what I mean. Philosophical, Jeff. <laughs> You'll learn to hate him quickly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we're tomorrow night. Yeah, we're we're yeah, here let's tomorrow talk night. About that. Yep, seven p.m. to I believe midnight. Um, we can take walk-ups at the door. Uh, it, COVID. It's our first event since February, so we're oh, really wow. excited. Yeah, we're really excited to be doing it. Um, Do people have to bring a mask? Yeah, we, if they don't have one, yeah, I would recommend bringing one. I mean, we'll we'll probably have some available. We've okay. already planned on. Um, we've got a really great um, plan and workshops going on so that we can keep people socially distanced uh, in smaller groups. Uh, and we can get equipment in their hand. I mean, the one thing that we do is get equipment in people's hands yeah, people and then investigate with them. They are here to investigate and we're here to investigate, but I'm not leaving those people behind so I can investigate. I mean, right, I, have right. given, I have given my camera up and let people learn how to use it. Yeah, and, you and guys, they get to use I mean, the equipment. It, it, it's really what it's about because somebody did that with me. And I don't take that lightly, if that makes any sense. Um, That's a great been, business model and concept, actually. I, I mean, I, I no, love it that, I, I that you that guys is, actually teach. I really do think that is um, what will set you apart from just someone, oh, let's go in here and, and good luck with all that. Hope you get scared. So I think that's a great concept y'all have. And um, I think that's just part of your treasure, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, we work hard at bringing that across. I mean, it's a it's a big piece. We always put the paranormal 101 in there or, or ghost hunting 101 in there somewhere. And I mean, I, I our draw is we were not paranormal people, and then we were, and it was because we had the experience. It was really an experience that that made both of us look at it and go, "Hey, you know what? This could be fun." And um, so we were able to pick up on it, and, I, and, and 
I kind of relish and, and take pride in being able to do that with other people. I mean, and go to TexasScareGrounds.com to get tickets. To get tickets, yep. So, um, you know, and I think that's what sets you guys apart. Like Jeff said, I think that you guys take a totally different approach to it. And I think that's what people appreciate because I think that people can walk away from it going, hmm, I got to mess with some electronic mm -hmm. equipment and, you know, it's a different experience than just going, hey, someone died in here. Are you guys scared? Right. You, yeah, you right. feel them? You feel them? And, mm -hmm. and having a fan blowing to, to scare them. And I think right. that's where a lot of people get off the train on it is that they go, this is bullshit. And this is, you know, right. you guys go, look, we're not saying it's real. We're not saying it's not. Here's all the equipment. Here's how you use it. Go out and check it. Right. And whatever you believe when you walk away from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, check it out, guys. That what? That is Jeff's teddy bear when we get there. Yeah, I mean, who, who, would, who would ever Who's think? Be scared of that? Who would ever think? You can have an absolute blast with this. Okay? And, I mean, there's going to be a few other pieces of stuff around it, too, to help. So, but, so that is awesome. That's an awesome prop. That really is. Yeah. I'll, I'll you know what I thought too? When Eileen had her, yeah. what, what do you call the dousing rods? Those lit up look like you're going to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe maybe that's what we do next: rave slash paranormal investigation. Ooh. I love it. You know, those people are going to be awake all night long. They <laughs> uh, will have to wear it. like our pajama teddy bear. <laughs> One team. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's mouth. A backpack on, on the back. <laughs> it's ready to stay on. And then haunted house in the fall. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's very cool that Texas Scarecrowns was on here. I don't know if they're still on here, but we would love to uh, get with you guys at that time and and look around and talk about the. But first off, we want to come and check out the paranormal experience with you guys. Um, all you, all awesome. you have to do is let us know, man. You guys. I do have a name for the rave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Instead of brave to be scared, rave to be scared. There you go. Yes. You got the motto. What is wrong with you? Drop the mic. Yeah, philosophical, Jeff. Mic drop. Yep. Boom. Yep. I hate philosophical, Jeff. <laughs> So is there anything else that you guys want to promote? Because we're we're here for you guys. We want to oh, make you guys promote it. I want to promote y'all yeah, because thank you guys you so have been much. thanks for having us on. I mean, this has been great. This was wonderful. It, it's it's nice to get a forum where everybody could be involved. I mean, it was hands-on stuff. People can write in. You guys had your questions. This um, was a blast. And uh, you know, and and we could get a little bit of our stuff out and I mean, as we're talking, believe it or not, we're learning too, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and saying, you know what, maybe that's a, a different tactic we can take. Yeah. Or, you know what, maybe I'm going to look at it this way, you know, so it's it's always a learning experience. Yeah, this is so much and fun. It's, um, it's been a ball. It's been an absolute blast. I can't wait for you guys to come out here. Yeah, that'll we we are. So, we've already been stuff. talking about it. So um, we are we're definitely looking forward to it. Um you guys have been so much fun. I, I mean, it, it, just a blast of 
I, like I said, I've been on one ghost tour and I was like, eh, it was pretty cool, but you guys take it to a whole nother level. So right. we, we are super excited to come out and meet with you guys, you know, face to face and, and walk through and, and get a history and all that kind of stuff. So anytime you guys want to come on the show, you are absolutely welcome. All you oh, have to do is send us an email and say, Hey, we want to come on and promote that we're doing another tour or whatever, okay. because I think Jeff agrees. You guys are awesome awesome guest to have on so thank you thank you very insightful too it's it's been informative and insightful and uh i actually learned a lot i, I really did Excellent. so guys one more time get all of the stuff that you want to get out um tell us where we can contact all that kind of stuff one more time okay. so the people can hear Hot or paranormal you can get tickets for tomorrow night at texas or call 860-933-2569. Again, that's Potter Paranormal. Um, on Facebook. On Facebook also. It'll be up there. And um, come on out and have some fun. Tomorrow it's going to be nice tomorrow. 7 to midnight. Do you have another date past tomorrow night? Do you have another date set already? Uh, yeah, the 18th of, uh, I believe the 18th of July. Uh, we've got date in August. I gotta look in the book. I just like we're just getting re-rolling again because of the uh, the whole virus thing. So send I'm, me those so I can include them on the link. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. We'll do that. Yep. Sounds okay. great. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys were a blast to have. All right. Great. We enjoyed ourselves. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Yep, take care. Bye. Right. Thank Bye. you. What do you think, buddy? Cool. It, it it taught me a lot, to be honest with you. You know, they were on for almost three hours. I know. I know. That was cool. Uh, I want to go out there. Me too. I really do. Um, Listen, I can't. Have, I cannot have you acting like philosophical, Jeff, out there. Why? Because. Because what? I sound too intelligent. I'm Listen, my dumb self. Listen, spirit. <laughs> I know that you had a hard life. That's right. But I'm here to move you on. Now, listen, if you if you get them to come out to your parents' house, I'm on board with you. Oh, so I don't know if I don't think your parents are gonna do that though. Well, no way. I might have to send them on a vacation somewhere. Can we get in the house? Of course. I know where the key's at. All right. Is it in one of those fake rocks? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, well, I, I, I shared a lot of personal stuff, but there we they still got like the uh, pellet holes in the wall. They just put a picture over it. Bro, you yeah. got super deep, man. Uh, well, you know, it's a. It's I was going to start cracking jokes, and then you got to that one part, and I was like, oh, I can't crack jokes now. <laughs> But I honestly, I, I really do think, uh, I think there could be something there. And I, you know, I don't want to like indulge myself or, or be fake or anything like that. But it's, it was, uh, the whole process was odd and bizarre. And I probably didn't process it for a long time. And uh, it was very, very interesting. And I really had to, one night I was, probably feeling pretty anxious and, and I really had to have a talk with, I had to talk with my granddad for like 15 minutes. He didn't answer back. 
but I was just talking to make myself feel comfortable. When was that? <laughs> this was probably like five years ago, maybe six. Quite. They I live in the same house. Say, I was twelve before I was born. So I know, but I thought you were going to say like, "Oh, I was twelve. You said five years ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was stopping it myself, and uh, yeah, I was just like, "Hey, <laughs> I might have had a lot of drinks or something." Uh, but but I was like, "Hey, Granddad, I love you. Uh, if you're here, um, please don't kill you me. Know I love you, and uh, hope you're not pissed at me for putting that water in your bed, thinking you pissed." Yeah, listen. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about that real quick. I did, and it was. I oh, know, man. but but you can't tell the paranormal people like, oh, we used to prank each other and we had such a good relationship. I used to dump water in his bed, so he think he pissed the bed. What? You can't do. Look, you lose all credibility when that happens. But, hey, that's let's say hey, how close he were. He would do some stuff to me. He would come in there and shoot me with a water gun in the middle of the night and tell me it was pee in there. Okay. So, so, but, so pee was a big thing in your family. Pee pee. Yep. Not big pee pee's, just pee pee. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Um, so, what no, do you think? We uh, we take a break real quick and then come back and uh, just talk about our week and then in the show. Sure. Let's go take a break. Uh, right. You go to the bathroom. All right. I noticed you were really interested in these people. You barely drank while they were on. Uh, that's true. I, I'm cutting back, but um, it, it was in, it was engaging, man. I, I was like, um, there's a part of me that's scared to believe it. Honestly, like we talk about demonic stuff, and you talk about possession. That stuff, truly, this I do believe. People, I know, but he said that's what it is. I know, and that's that doesn't sit well with me, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that. Like you said, I don't want that shit following me home. Like I'm probably like, uh, oh, that guy. Oh, we can fucking get him. <laughs> uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to go to this place. I'm like, holy shit. I'll be paranoid all the time. So bro, it's seven floors. I think we should spend the night there. No, you're fucking out of your mind. You wouldn't? Yeah, fuck no. We should go at like three in the morning though. No, we should. Uh, who? Me and you? Rita and Andrea. Yeah. I don't think that would end well. <laughs> well, probably Andrea's going to have to clean up my dirty underwear. <laughs> That's probably what will happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that will end well. You know what though? She'd probably like, don't be such a bitch. I that's what I'm telling you. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to be a little bitch. I'm freaking scared. <laughs> no, I don't even know if I would. I I, I guess I'm no, you me. would be genuinely scared, just like I would. You look, think you there's would? look, yeah, there's a difference in being scared in the physical world and being scared in some shit you can't yeah. control. That is true. That that is the unpredictable the unpredictability of it to me is you know, like. I don't do Ouija boards like, and, and I'm glad they said that. I think there's probably people that are trying to really bring out some evilness. And I don't know why they would want to do that. I really don't. Um, and they're morons, but yeah, no, no Ouija boards for me ever. Yeah. So 
well, I don't know if you heard while we were doing that, though. Texas Scaregrounds, who does all those big uh, haunts at uh, Halloween, said they want us to come out and do a live show. Oh, uh, shoot, yeah. So I can't, they actually do haunted houses here, right? That's what they do. Who? So Which the one? The Texas Scaregrounds? Yeah. They have a haunted house at this location. Yeah. See, that's truly a haunted house. Yeah. And that would be, um, that would be that would be interesting. You don't know if someone that's touching you is touching you, or is it a spirit? Like, <laughs> yeah. how can you make everything you say sound sexual? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know I was doing that. Uh, but all right, so we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna talk about flamingos. Oh yes, bro! I, I got so. I got in so much trouble at work for sending that to you. Why? Because uh, I was cleaning it all night? Oh, let's, uh, Texas Scaregrounds just showed up. Let's make sure they, so www.texasscaregrounds.com. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are still watching, we are way on board for doing a live show with you guys. So just get in contact with us. You can, uh, Contact uh, Elaine or Ken at uh, Potter Paranormal, and they'll they have all of our contact information. Uh, um, we would absolutely love to have you on the show before you guys set that up and do a live show from there. So maybe we can. Uh, I'm thinking about my own paranormal team. I have to team up with them. No, you don't need a paranormal team. So let's go take a break. Okay, uh, pee real quick, and then we'll be back. <laughs> And you're back. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about our week. I can't see you on your screen anymore. I know. Hold on. Damn. Sorry. All right. There we go. Everyone's pretty much off here. It's just three of us. So <clears throat> I just wanted to point this out real quick again. www.texasscaregrounds.com uh, they said that they are hell. Yeah. They want to do a show with us and then do a live show out there. And then wanted to thank us for talking about the Nazareth tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I go out there, I think I'm going to be referred to as Carol Ann. Oh, that's a poltergeist joke. <laughs> it was hilarious. It really wasn't. So let's talk about our weeks, man, and then we're going to get out of here. So it's been a while since we had a guest, man, but that was a that was a great guest to have. Yeah, I uh, I've put some more feelers out, so um, I'm going to hit it hard. Guests guests are important. I mean, we I still feel like we can still have a good show and do what we want to talk about. Yeah. And there's plenty of things, but it's always good to have a guest. Number one, that has a story tell. It's unique. Number two it's hard to talk about anything in the world today with, without talking about these such serious matters. I mean, I'm, like, yeah, you know, I'm not here to radio talk and all this <clears> stuff. <throat> and it turns into all these other things. Right. So I think it's important right. to have a guest important to, to um, take a break from all this crazy reality. And um, I thought tonight was awesome. Interesting. I was engaged. 
I didn't think about anything else in the world for this three hours. You really didn't, man. I saw you Mm -hmm. didn't even drink while it was going on. Oh, I did. Don't worry. I did. I mean, all right. But I saw you. So, how's your week been? A week? Um, it's you know what? It was yo-yoed. You know, I had the. uh, It was a good week, but I had the MRI on my knee. Still waiting for the results. Had a steroid injection. Um, had my physical. I tell you what, I got. Yesterday, they did a bunch of blood work and stuff. Manual physical didn't take one last year. Um, they did tell me I was fat. Um, my doctor, doctor, I went and saw him. Has he has his bedside manner says, "Hey man, I'm just telling you, you're kind of fat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't do something, um, yeah." But uh, I got a tetanus shot in my right arm, which those hurt like an mf or afterwards. And I got a pneumonia vaccine in my left arm. And they were like, your arms are really going to be sore. And you'll probably run a low-grade fever. It's not corona. And you might get the chills. I was like, okay, that sounds sucky. This was after they gave me the shots. (laughs) So other than that, it's been great. Um, Had some really good personal things with me and wifey. And and we're in a good place now um with with all sorts of cool things like debt and there's a lot of stress that's been relieved and uh i'm grateful for that been praying for it and uh um i appreciate uh i appreciate gone hearing those calls it's it's it was a very very comforting day not to get too deep. no i'm glad yeah how was your week buddy like what's going on it was uh it was great I want to show you something. It was way easier than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't get to talk to a lot of people. I'm sorry. Uh, You talk to more people than I do. So uh, I just want to show something that got me in trouble for sending to you. Oh, no, no. I just, I showed it to a whole birthday party today. (laughs) I think it's awesome. I think it's one of the greatest things I've seen in like five years. She that was reminded me of your her. wife was so mad at me that I why she said he's singing it in the house. <laughs> All I right, you ready? Outside, yeah. Here we go. It's <laughs> all, been all around. I'm a pink bird. I'm walking all around. Better drink some wawa. I'm just wondering, though. I'm coming on your shoreline. Here I go, I'm gonna peacefully drink, yo. I'm slowly creeping up to your front yard. Nothing threatening here, I'm just a flamingo. I'm a flamingo and I'm coming up to you. Oh, is that your child? I'ma rip out his motherfucking eyeball. I'ma rip out his goddamn eyeball. I'm a flamingo, I'ma rip out your eyeball. I'm a flamingo and I'll get up in your child's eyeball. No more eyeball, child bitch. It's so innocently aggressive. His turntable skills are dope. for grandma. Time for grandma. Oh, grandma. grandma. I'm going to eat your grandmother. Time for grandma. Give me your grandmother. Give me her vagina. I'm eating your grandmother's vagina. I don't give a fuck.
compliment, oh. bitch. No rules here. No rules here. I eat vagina, then I fly away. Flamingo, goddammit, I don't care. I live by these rules, and it's true. The damn baby is a lawless nation for the flamingo. It's nothing that I do, can do about it. You, I can't know when I'm flying. All right. We need those glow sticks. Oh, you you can't deny that this dude has got an awesome baseline. Got a thirst for blood. I'm gonna come and get you. I'm a flamingo bitch. I'm gonna come and get your ass. <laughs> flamingo time. I'm time to eat a little snack. Yo, your snack is mine. The snack is your person. Your human body is my appetizer. Then for dinner, I think I'm gonna do croutons and maybe a light baby spinach. I think I might do baby spinach for dinner. And he's uh, back. But first your sister, and first your sister, and then your sister's sister, sister's and then your sister. brother's sister. That's right, I'm eating your entire family tree. What's up, bitch? It's me. It's your fucking bingo. Thank you. <laughs> that guy is up there with Beethoven and Mozart. Ooh. <laughs> That's... Everybody should see that video right now. Bro, I got Everybody so should much trouble that I showed that to you. Everybody should watch that video in this whole world and go, okay, things aren't that bad. <clears throat> Everybody should have to watch it. Well, video. I'm, a flamingo. I'm, I'm so glad you sent that to me. Are you? Yes. <laughs> and actually, I like the music, but whatever. You're was not happy I sent that lyrics are a little aggressive music is wonderful I think so too when he got to the grandma that was I guess eating your kids eyeballs were bad but it, I, 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 I thought it was a catchy tune I thought so too Where are you? So what else you been up to this week I went and saw the doctor yep yeah I'm alive there you go uh, not anything positive. Well, he says not for long if you keep at it. Yep. I mean, you just, I think I've gone through a midlife crisis. I think it's time to wake up. Yep. I got the quarantine 15 on me. Yeah. Wake up call big time. But it's I, all good. Hey, you're young. You're vibrant still. Uh, I'm not you, you young. Got your, you got your bike. You're You're getting back into it. Me too. Um, we're going to be ripped within like a couple. I actually years. broke the 10 minute mark running miles. Nice. Yeah. I can't run on my knee right now. I can't do anything on it hardly. So um, I rode my bike today though. I would have, I think bike would be conducive. Do, do you ride your, your bike in your, like your cool bike or like your real bike? Yeah. Your virtual bike. But I bet you have, so you get on inclines, you do all sorts of stuff, huh? Yeah. So it could be pretty challenging. I mean, I don't want to brag, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I do want to get a, I wouldn't mind getting a mountain bike and then going and real biking. But then again, I'd, I'd probably be one, one of those videos where I like tumped over a hill, 
hit a tree in my forehead. Um, I've never been a clumsy guy either. Like, uh, end up an evil spirit haunting people. I would. Yeah. 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 I I would. I would love to screw with people that. Yeah. That'd be good. You screw with people. You would definitely be at, you would now F with everybody. No. Yes. That doesn't sound like me at all. Oh yeah. You would F with everybody. Oh, we have a non-believer here. Yep. Oh yeah. You, you you would give it to people. You would want to leave. Actually, you'd stay there forever. <laughs> I told my people. wife, "You better invent shit to keep me alive." <laughs> but your wife has a great personal story about ghosts. That's a pretty creepy story. Yeah, it's a pervert that was running through the tents. But <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's about it for this week. You and I'll stay on and talk to each other for a little bit afterwards, but I, I think it went great with the first guest back. Yeah, it was great. Entertaining. Um, uh, to say the least. I mean, we had like, at one point we had like 13 people watching the show. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's sweet. I still think it's a challenge, you know, Friday nights at nine 30 for some people or, um, and I guess I'm guilty of, oh, it's a podcast. And then you start watching it. Like, okay, this is yeah. cool. These guys are realize. fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, I don't think a lot of people like me right now. So I got to win them all back, I guess. Well, I love you. Well, thank you, man. Thanks all right. So we're going to get out of here. Jeff, you got anything you want to say? I'd like to say I'm a flamingo. I'm going to eat your eyeballs. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) All right. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Dads at Drinks. That was Potter Paranormal, TexasScareGrounds.com, the Old Nazareth Hospital in Mineral Wells, Texas. You can go on and get your tickets at TexasScareGrounds.com. You can go to PotterParanormal.com. They're building the website right now. Anything you can do to help these guys out, we would appreciate it. They're really fun. They really want to teach you guys about this kind of stuff. So this has been a great experience for us because we kind of came in as we we thought that there was stuff out there, but they really kind of educated us. So we want to thanks to send the thanks out to Paranormal, uh, Potter Paranormal. And um, I think that's going to be it for this week. What do you think, Jeff? It's a great way to end. All right. That's Jeff. I'm DJ. This is the Dads That Drink, and we're going to get out of here. We'll catch you on the next one. See you guys.